0: Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the second part of our X-Men Extravaganza podcast. You could say, in a way, that this is a stealth episode of the Renegade Pop Culture Capes uh, show, since we just started that. So I don't know. I might categorize it as one of those. Anyway, um, so I am your host, Kiona. And today, or tonight, I have with me Brock.
1: Yo, what's up, everybody? Let's talk about some X-Men.
0: And we have Jacob.
2: I am also excited to talk about some X-Men. He's excited.
0: I got it. Okay. Excited. All right. And um, so uh, also, Millennial Mike will be joining us in progress, as, as he usually does. So that'll be nice and fun. Josh, unfortunately, could not make this podcast. So we'll pour one out for him as he is on his own journey towards excellence. Um, and we shall see where, where that goes. But to be sure, he'll be coming back um yeah. he's just you know taking care of some business so last time previously on x-men extravaganza uh we had we discussed the trilogy of x-men films the original trilogy which is x-men x2 x-men united and x-men the last stand we also discussed the horror that was x-men origins wolverine um the nightmare fuel that are those claws in the bathroom um, <laughs> which he uses for a comedy sequence instead of slicing things up mm. purposely. And so um, he has the, he has the
1: X-Men version of the scene with Harry and Dumb and Dumber.
0: <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that scene, to be honest, um, the other day, and it just like uh, it, it never fails to make me laugh. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, we got on a better track with X-Men First Class. And then I had a brain fart and uh, put Deadpool in that first episode, where it should have actually been in this episode, but maybe two Deadpool movies in one episode is uh, maybe asking too much from the universe. I don't know. So anyway, we really wanted to talk about Deadpool. So Um, be that as it may, we shall now start off this podcast discussing the Wolverine, which is the second Wolverine film, the first directed by James Mangold. And of course Hugh Jackman stars in it. It is a loose adaptation of Chris Claremont and Frank Miller's um, seminal work in the Wolverine, I believe it was a miniseries back in the day before he had his own series and before he was Patch in uh, Madripoor and all that stuff. So that's good stuff, man. If you guys Uh ever want to read some good Wolverine stories, pick up the Chris Claremont um, Wolverine, like volume one which is the the post japan storyline arc because he actually wears an eye patch and that's the reason why everybody calls him patch.
2: Oh, okay. Nice.
0: Um, and he goes around Genius. this like southeast asian country which is like all run by like pirates and stuff and there's gambling and and like assassins all over the place. It's pretty cool. So anyway, so the Wolverine loose adaptation of the Japan storyline which is the storyline where where Logan In the comics, this is what happens. Logan basically travels to Japan because he hears that an old romantic uh, love of his, um, Mariko Yashida, is in trouble because of the Yakuza and because her father, who is Shingen Yashida, uh, he's like a high-ranking Yakuza official, and he's also like a master swordsman. So basically, Wolverine goes to Japan to rescue Mariko. Gets, gets his ass whooped by Shingen. Uh, basically has to heal up. And then he goes back in with the help of Yukio. And Yukio in the comics is actually more of like a spy, um, almost like a ninja. So uh-huh. she basically she, she helps Logan out. And um, sometimes she's an ally, and sometimes she can be an enemy, depending on who's paying her, basically, in the books. Okay. Um, and then of course what they did was they tweaked that in the movie so that, you know, um obviously it's it's Mariko's father is still Shingen, but he's not the main villain. And uh Yukio is more like Mariko's friend, and she's more like a runaway and she's she has like a almost a better character in the movie than she does in the comics. Like she's a little less amoral, but of course she has this love for Logan. So of course they, you know. Logan's a ladies man in the, uh, in the okay,
1: comics. Okay, before I we think. get off of it, I just realized something. Yeah. The chick that's dating Negasonic Teenage Warhead in Deadpool 2's name is, is also Kyo. named Yukio. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I Different just, versions. Re- uh, just remembered that wow, I just made that connection now. Anyway, yeah. Different
0: versions of the of I guess the same character, but you could also say that they're different enough to be two separate characters, perhaps. They
1: are. There was a. We'll get into that when that comes up. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I I I do love both Yukios. Actually, I think they're both really cool. Um. So anyway, I just want to get your thoughts on the Wolverine as a film and um the way that you know it sort of reintroduces Logan post Last Stand and kind of like you know and after the debacle that was
1: Origins. Well, first, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is Yukio's mutant um, um, Power the same in the comics? I don't think so. I'm going to look that up. Okay, because, talk. again, I'm not a huge X-Men person outside of my friend who used to write fan fiction for while he's in middle school and read the comics. Quite a nut. But um, it, this was one that I, I shockingly amount of people didn't like. Like, it's very split. I liked it quite a bit. Parts of it were kind of hammy, but it's a comic book movie, so that's going to happen. But um, it's very good. The better version of it is the one where you get the extended snow slaughter scene. (laughs) So
0: here's the thing with Yukio in the comics. So she, no one knows her last name. She is affiliated with X-Men, X-Force, and Mutant Underground. Uh, which was Xavier's like group um, you know, uh in the comics who like they would they would just help mutants out whenever, you know, like they weren't as high profile as X-Men or X Force or X Factor. Okay. Um she has she has had partnerships with Gambit, Wolverine, Storm, uh, a character named Amiko, and Mariko, Yashida. So she is connected to that world. And her abilities are superior armed and unarmed fighting abilities accuracy with weapons, and a genius-level intellect. So, apparently no mutant powers? Which is interesting. That's what I always thought. I always thought she was more like a ninja type. It's refreshing, actually. Yeah. And the Silver Samurai, as, as uh, presented in the film, is, is not comic book accurate. It is actually the the guy um who was basically jumping all around the rooftops and doing all that that the cool stuff the archer guy what was his name um
1: oh um, crap
0: um harada Harana. harada um kenny Ucho harada yeah he was actually the the silver samurai in the comics okay yeah so it was not the grandfather was something that they actually made up for the movie which is
1: which is all right so the closest thing I just looked up to see X-Men character that can predict deaths. Mm. The closest thing I got was Irene Adler, destiny, destiny. Yeah. 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 Mystique's, uh,
0: mystique's girlfriend in the comics. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There we go. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. What I'm saying for, I liked it. I like the stylization is really cool. I like it with Wolverine. We're just like, we're going to throw him with one of his love interests from the comics. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's just going to go. Um, this was this is obviously world's better than origins, oh but, man, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Danny
2: was Crazy. saying
0: praise, dude, yeah, it's even um, with the hokey ending, it's still like even with the the terrible last act, it's still as you know like eons better than than origins
1: was, like even if the characters weren't like accurately portrayed, obviously, they had them more in here. It felt like they had characters that fit roles versus when they made origins, they're just like. Yep. weapon x chuck him in there and see what happens <laughs> oh man so, i still think weapon x should have been
0: tragic you know this was just like no it's just like no he's a swashbuckling adventurer I, I mean come on guys seriously make it more interesting than that jacob what were your thoughts on the wolverine i thought it was okay
2: it was yeah. it was not nice. it was a cool to see a superhero movie take on a more samurai approach yeah or- I liked the action in it. I liked the train part. I liked uh when they're at the funeral. I liked I liked that part. I liked um uh the fight that was going on. I think when her father was trying to kill him, her basically for because he wanted her powers. Is that yeah. what that was about?
0: Oh, uh, he oh, wanted he wanted to basically take away Wolverine's uh healing factor and, yeah, and somehow
2: yeah.
1: implant it in himself.
2: It's, it's been a two... while
1: since I've watched this, this yeah, movie. You know, that big an <laughs> it has to be sucked it. out through his claws, apparently. That apparently, was just like, Why?
0: bone marrow <laughs> through the claws. I don't know. Bone, you just
1: yeah. need marrow. You can do any other part. The
2: bone marrow, the, the bone claws, to me, are a lot better than the metal ones. You know, they just seem so. There's something so visceral about that. You know, having yeah. like, actually, there are actually like literal claws coming out of your body. That's
0: and that. That's pretty that, cool. That was a huge shock for us as comic book readers too when they developed that idea because like originally in the comics it was like it was something about where he had the claws come out through bionic housings in his Gloves. knuckles. Yeah,
1: they had the like, little And they were like, like
0: Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, so it, it so it was a, a a product of his of the Weapon X, you know, program." And and uh, and then Magneto sucked all the adamantium out of his skeleton in that storyline fatal attractions and
1: then like anyone wants to see the panel for that it is gruesome
0: (laughs) it is the most gruesome freaking thing like it's 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 up there with like death of superman doomsday and superman just pounding the crap out of each other like it's it's really yeah so in that issue what happened was they they actually like i remember this was really effective like this affected me when i was a kid reading this so Wolverine goes back to try to be an X-Man, even though he's got no adamantium anymore, and he's in the danger room, and, like, there's robots coming at him and everything. They're trying to crush him and stuff, and he's, like, and his internal monologue is, like, I can do this. I can still be an X-Man. And then, like, and everybody's, like, oh, my God. Look at his face. He's, like, scared for once. Like, he has fear. And so, like, at one point, he just pops his claws, and they're bone, and there's blood everywhere, and it's so visceral and gross, oh, and, like, and jubilee is the one who's like i gotta go to him wolvie and she's like yelling (laughs) for him and i'm just like when i read that as a kid i like cried Mm -hmm. like i don't know i don't know what it was it was uh, larry hama kudos was this
2: during that particularly edgy period of
0: comics it was kind of yeah Yeah. Uh, when they were doing like all these things to increase sales basically like
2: the same era as i'm the goddamn batman No, that that that. was
1: not because of the era. That's because Frank Miller wanted to be Frank Frank Miller. Miller. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I like Tom McFarlane so much.
2: It was more the Tom McFarlane era.
0: Yeah, it was. It was kind of the Tom McFarlane era. It was the era where where they were doing things like you know killing Superman off, turning Green Lantern evil, breaking Batman's back, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and then came you know let's suck the adamantium out of Wolverine's skeleton. That'll be a fun story for kids to read. It was also a really cool story and then it ends with like with logan just riding off on his harley and he leaves jubilee a note and he's just like he's just like don't worry the old knucklehead will still be here for you and it's just <laughs> oh man that was sad larry hama adam Hubert, hats off to you guys because you made me cry when i was a kid you know like you said the bone claws it's 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 a good visual too yeah like it, yeah i just i hate like the
2: I like I like this like the really gross sounds like when they come out of his hands. Yeah, the
0: the schlicht.
2: they really yeah, did a good like,
0: job with that. Like that was yeah. they nailed it. But you know, even with all the changes I was talking about, where like Yukio was a little different, and like Harada was different, Mariko was different, the grandfather was invented. I mean, like even with all of that stuff, it was still a really good movie in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I like the fact that they they. You know, it starts off so quiet. It starts off unlike any other X Men film, where it's just quiet, and then you hear the air raid sirens, and then you see like everybody's freaking out, and it turns out that you're in Nagasaki and in Japan. And I mean, I, I'm that was a cool opening.
1: That yeah, was cool. yeah, yeah.
0: I I grew up in the time frame where where Japan was like the the sort of like the underground art culture leader, you know. So it was, like, Tokyo was, like, a big deal. Video games were all from Japan and stuff. It was, um, so... And that was when um, I'm...
2: Yeah, and that was when anime really exploded because of, like, Akira and
0: stuff. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's, like, the anime that I love, personally. Like, all that cyberpunk stuff and all that, like, really high-budget, like, really artistic stuff. Like, I find anime to be kind of cookie-cutter now, and and it disappears points me a little you
1: do get some good ones every now and then it's just you that most of them are they aim for moderate yeah yeah, yeah. like
0: promera was the last good one that i really saw yeah that was
1: good yeah hell and yeah that had that
0: spirit that had that like you know the animation in there was so good and so like yeah it was that's
2: because
1: good. you have Gainix. Yeah, and the music
2: and Promare freaking slaps man dude I have still, I still cannot stop yeah. listening to. Yeah,
0: yeah, and um, I think that Mike and Cameron talked about that on, on Tuned Up. Um, yeah,
2: I yeah, I mentioned that too. I I sang um Nexus like um. Yeah. Like a
0: diva. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I think you and I were on that show too, Jacob. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, we were. It
1: was like the Annecy one. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Wolverine. Yeah. So Wolverine we're back
2: on
1: talking top of about your that passage. beginning. at that beginning we that beginning is obviously awesome just Logan the fact that it's I love one of my 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 favorite things about their characterization of Logan in here is he's fully aware that nothing bad is going to happen to him he just has to wait (laughs) when the guy opens up the hatch he's like those are b-52 bub b-52 bub you ain't going anywhere you ain't gonna (laughs) like what's coming just Mm -hmm. enjoy your last moments of just like Thank you. He should be saying crap like this because he knows nothing's gonna happen. Exactly. And then when he shelters that guy with that like metal and you see the visual of him just like microwaved, or it's like yeah. oh, <gasps> <God>. oh. <laughs> mm, that's but, a one way to start a movie. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. one thing they do really well. I'm so glad that they got this trilogy out of Wolverine mm-hmm. before everything happened. Because they actually did, despite the fact that Origins was a bit of a shite show, <laughs> did have a good through line with him. They did. Like, he's just trying to stay out of everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, at
1: obviously, we get to Logan. He's got a different point, but it gradually progresses. He's just trying to avoid things, but he's trying to be a good person, but he still hates when peoples are, people are dicks. One mm-hmm. of my top three scenes in all of these X-Men movies is when he confronts those hunters at the bar with mm-hmm. the poison arrow mm-hmm. <laughs> just like go go oh man i love justice or revenge on douchebags logan yes. kill all of them <laughs> when he stamps that dude's arm down oh i was losing it in the theater <laughs> he's maybe like you just maybe you pissed it off maybe you killed all your friends but <laughs> i think it might have had a good reason i just like
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah see that's what i mean they were getting like the wolverine moments in there and like his whole thing where he's like ask me where i got it he's like go ahead
1: ask me <laughs> the guy slams him again ask me <laughs>
0: yeah and he's like well funny you should ask
1: <laughs> you Jackman's so good he's just the best oh man and then they have i'm pretty sure i'm going to mention this with um with uh mike when we we're talking about uh gurn but my absolute favorite japanese thing it's the dumbest but i love whenever it's done is the six quick slashes yes. close the katana yes. then it goes i love nothing more from japan than that that's one so awesome. i love it so much yeah,
2: like, like samurai jack sort of thing yeah yeah exactly. that's my point of um, reference
1: it's, so mine's that, virgil but that's just me everyone's got it everyone's <laughs> seen it in something but it's always it gets me every time i never that's get it. sick of it yeah it's the best man um I, I you did not like. I was gonna say something I wanted to ask you. You really did not like, um, oh, wow. Now I'm just blanking on her name Viper. Yeah. I was, oh, that's the chick
2: with the with the
1: snake tongue, with the snake everything.
0: Yeah, who turned out to be a living uh, 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 snake, basically. I, I forgot how snake. bad she bites it. Yeah, I, I was not a fan of what they did with her to be honest um like okay i'm gonna look up viper in the comics because i i believe that
1: she is it's just like a hydra agent
0: she is like she runs madripoor oh,
1: she runs like yeah, the yeah. place
0: that that wolverine was hanging out in yeah, and I then know, right. at one point they even up. got married <laughs> yeah that was an interesting uh that was an interesting little. Arc. What am I thinking of? Then is that Madam Hydra? That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, Madam Hydra. I mean, yeah. she is Madam Hydra. She was. Oh, okay. she, she was Madam Hydra. Yeah. But she then became like the the leader of Magipore at some point. Okay. So. Gotcha. See, she is like okay. So her her power is basically that she's immune to venom and toxins, to most forms of venom and toxins. So she's not even like you know she doesn't have like the forked tongue. Uh, you know, weird like my spittle is it's literal venom like on poison ivy or something um i I don't
1: hmm. that part i was okay with the one that went over the line for me Mm -hmm. is when she cuts herself down the forehead and splits her skin i'm like what did you gain from that what and
0: what yeah exactly (laughs) what did she gain from that
1: nothing she gets a rope a cable tied around her neck and she gets her head (laughs) broken the most brutal way possible
0: she gained a skull cap yeah from from costuming i don't know anyway what what were your uh what did you think jacob of of, uh, of viper in this uh in this movie because you you're not familiar with her in the comics so um
2: i thought she was kind of badass i like the stuff that she did when she's at the old guys Well, i don't know mansion but at the yeah. old on um, dying man's home, I thought, I thought that was cool, um, yeah, that's really about it. I thought it was done, it was done well, like as, uh, as a standalone action scene, and not really knowing how she's depicted in the comics or whether this is a faithful adaptation or not. I,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I enjoyed it when she was on screen. That's all I can really say. Cool.
1: Yep. She well, does help lead to one of the coolest moments in that movie, though. And Yukio yeah. does. Yu-Kio does too. When he has to cut that thing out of his own chest.
0: Oh yeah! Oh my god! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh.
1: It reminds me so much of the uh, getting the parasite out in Resident Evil Four. I was just like, yeah. that is basically what you're doing. I'm like, except he's reaching it with his hand versus having some weird laser that they had to remove it. But it's, yeah. it's
2: almost like the R-rated version that's seen in Iron Man when Pepper is replacing his. Oh own yeah! Reactor. Oh yeah! yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and then,
2: she's reaching in and she feels like all the pus and stuff. It's like a really intense <laughs> game of operation.
0: Oh my god, her she's like
2: And out. then he goes uh, in a cardiac arrest. Yep.
0: Nope, yeah. That's nope, fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's like, Oh, don't worry, I'm just Yeah, And, there, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and the and the end of it he just laughs it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Oh man. That's why we love Iron Man.
1: Oh uh, yeah uh, yeah it's um what else to really there's a there's so many fight scenes in here, and I like mm-hmm. the fact that you had to actually deal with um Logan like dealing with slowed healing, yeah, and I forgot yeah that he lost his healing factor before he got on the bullet train or yeah. or had it suppressed yeah. I was like wow that is a lot more badass in my opinion now now that he's doing it when he doesn't have his full power healing factor I'm just like
2: yep
3: damn
2: <laughs> yeah that's that's another thing it brought some tension to this movie that it wasn't really even in the best of these x-men movies at least up to this one
0: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. um sure as hell wasn't in uh the
0: last origin that wasn't sure as hell yeah, was in certainly certainly not
1: yeah, you weren't um, feeling the tension while Logan and Blob were boxing in the ring? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why'd you call him Blob? I called him Bob. Oh, man. Uh, Ouch. Tank, did you get her tattooed on your arm? Didn't you just meet her three weeks ago? I love her. <laughs> oh, She's, gymnast. She's gymnast. She's <laughs> gymnast.
0: How about that? And that 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 entirely unrealistic flip that Agent Zero does over the fence. Oh, the backflip with the dual pistols! Yeah. God. Oh. I I don't know. I don't know what to say. Mm.
2: I I I can tell you what you you can say. Uh, Origins doesn't exist. Yeah. Nope.
4: Yeah. Get to that.
0: It just goes. Yeah. Pro Yep. Yep. Thank God for that. Um. Uh one of the things that I wanted to mention too was the the <clears throat> the cast in this movie and also um uh the fact that they dealt with um Jean Gray and her yeah, death in the, this yeah, movie, yeah. which was which was kind of interesting. Um I kind of like the fact that, you know, that she was there as sort of his uh you know, she was I don't know if you want to say that that it was like her becoming the Phoenix. Or something because in, in at the time they were doing like the the grant morrison uh written uh, x-men issues and stuff and she was becoming like there was this thing where she would become the phoenix and she would she would like go off into this sort of metaphysical realm that was called the white hot room okay and like at the end of this movie she goes into a room that's all white or she goes like outside of his like his memories of her or what have you and it's all just white there's nothing there and i just thought like oh that uh, kind of fits in a way i did not know that but anyway yeah so i mean i guess you could say that yeah, that was probably just my head canon to be honest
1: well yeah. honestly if they took something from a comic book and they're just like what would make a fan think of something that's cool they, yeah. you, they do that all the time that very well could be it but they're never going to they're i'll in an interview th- mention that right right
0: it seems to me that James Mangold was not really, you know, he, he didn't seem interested in making it a one-to-one sort of adaptation. It seemed like he was more interested in how do we challenge Logan as a character and how we do that, you know, most effectively and most viscerally as we take away his healing factor. Um, which is, you know, that that's a good method. Um, I mean, since then they killed him in the comics, so you know, since Logan.
1: Was that the one where they... <laughs> Correct they encased, me here. Him. They encased him. in case of an animantium, but is it in the next panel? He's in like the back of a truck.
0: Um, no, because I think it ended with him as just the animantium statue of him, basically, and he was like okay, encased right. in it. And I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they
1: did. Because I, I do someone so. showed the page where all of a sudden they're driving away, like. Man, that's really sad. And it's either in the next comic or in the one after that. He's Maybe just it's in the hunt for Wolverine. I don't know. I don't know. Comics are dumb. Jean Grace died a thousand times. It doesn't.
0: She has, and she's come yeah. back like a thousand and one times. So she's. Um, ah. but uh, I do want to talk to you guys about like you know one of the things that I really did enjoy about this movie was I loved the Japanese setting. I Me love too. that they go to a love hotel. Oh, that was, cool. that was funny.
1: <laughs> that was hilarious.
0: Would you like the dungeon? Um or, or what was it, the mission to Mars or the yeah, nurse's office? They had like a
1: nurse's office, like a police station, I think. Yeah. Oh,
0: and here comes Millennial Mike. Oh Sweet. wow,
2: he's in here real early.
4: That was a ready one show is. up. There he is. All there's right. Oh, on yeah, audio. How's it going, going, Mike? There he <laughs> is, buddy. What's up? <laughs> awesome. I'm back. I'm in. Yay. Nice. Now it's a party. <laughs> That shirt is amazing. Oh my yeah. god, it's like it's like I got incredible. it from uh Dan, uh Dan and Kelly's uh the Reasons on Broke podcast. They they make this shirt. That is incredible. Yeah. I mean so you should check out their their Patreon and their um and their their website. So that's pretty cool. I figured yes. it was you know keeping in the theme today. <laughs> and and Dan said, Hey, I want more snark okay. on the next show. I said, Okay, I'll wear your shirt.
0: <laughs> there you go, there
4: you go. All right, all right. Yeah. So, so in uh-huh. case anybody's wondering, it just says like barvel yeah it, it's basically just a riff off of the Marvel Studios logo but it's yeah uh, which is great um yeah
0: you know like I mean I I for one I am a I'm a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan and even I love the snark man just more right. snark everywhere because you know we are not loyal to corporations we are loyal right. to art
2: well it's like you know, sh- you know. sh- sh- do you want to piss off Disney sh- <laughs>
0: Dude, We're gonna lose that Disney check, man. Come on, what's sure I wrong with you? Sony. Or? I'm pretty sure I pissed off Sony because they didn't select me for the PS5 uh pre like so. a, a Wait, adult, hold on, uh... my show
1: money's coming in, I'll be right back. <laughs> 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 anyway, so Mike, Anywho... you got in right in the middle of, or I should say, the tail end of talking about the Wolverine. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So so Mike, what are your opinions on um, the Wolverine the Japan uh storyline adaptation that they did?
4: Right. Um, so I, I really I really enjoyed it. I I have I've only seen it maybe one or two times. It's been um it's been a while since I've watched it, so I really, you know, I, I probably need to watch mm. it again, but yeah. I I I have only good memories of watching that show. I have only good um good feelings about the show. And uh in general, I do I do really like the kind of the fast action-packed um pace of the film. Um I think that it really captures a lot of my favorite things about about you know Mm -hmm. his character and the the, the funny thing about it too is that um you know a lot of people felt like you know we'll talk more about this later like logan was like the definitive version of wolverine because you know you got the berserker rage and you got like the more like you know mature kind of vibes that you that you Mm -hmm. can kind of get with a wolverine No, not all wolverine stories are like that but that's kind of like what people have been wanting to see but honestly i thought the wolverine really did a lot of those same things but it just didn't need necessarily like i guess the same like tone and whatnot yeah, Not that I'm criticizing, you know, um, Logan, but I just felt like I got a lot of that same thing. And I really, I do like that whole Japan arc, you know, storyline. So now at the end with the whole Silver Samurai thing, a lot of people criticize that. I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't remember, I don't remember that vividly enough to, to say I can criticize it fairly. Um, all I know is that I, I enjoyed that too. It, you know, it was a cool fight. And, you know, I thought it was interesting how like, you know, he was losing his healing and um, you know kinda it kinda up the stakes a little bit. So, oh,
0: one of one of the questions I wanted to ask everybody here is that have you? So you guys, I take it, have seen the theatrical version, but have you also seen like the the director's cut sort of version? I, have, of I heard there of?
4: was there heard there was one of those. Yeah, I've I watched it known.
1: once. Is the, the director's cut is the one that has the extended fight scene and like the lead up to the final tower and a couple yes, other things in like
4: the village. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Where, yeah, where It's Yeah, awesome. commandeers a, uh, a, a basically a snow plow.
1: Yes, and, <laughs> and they literally. They are, Chuck and Dale, someone through. No, not Tucker and Dale, someone through it.
0: Yes, they do, and that <laughs> that is one of my favorite things
4: that I've ever seen in a comic book film, <laughs> and something that Disney I would not out. do yeah. in the MCU. Yeah, no, I, need, I definitely need to check it out. But yeah, it's it's, it's good times. I um, I, f- I don't. I'm not like, oh my god, that was the best thing ever. But yeah, yeah, it, it felt like a good addition to the whole you know franchise. It felt like, you know, like one of the things I was mentioning to the guys
0: earlier was that like the 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 beginning part was so different from every other X-Men film where it was just like silenced, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that can be a really effective method of like getting you in the headspace of the character and of the story and Mm -hmm. and uh, and I thought that that was just something that they did that was unique, and also unique is the fact that they had a lot of
4: uh, Asian actors in this one. Which yeah, I, if they didn't, I'd be like a little bit concerned, you know. That would be <laughs> a little concerning, yeah, honestly. Like, why wouldn't they? Yeah, if you're, you're in Japan, I mean, maybe yeah. you know. That's yeah. so basic.
1: Yeah, I know. That's, that's true. true. That's true. Silver Samurai, played by Bradley Cooper. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, that's oh man, Bradley <laughs> Cooper like, like making Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh no! Oh, wow.
0: Do you remember the scene where where Shingen is uh, is meeting his his father, right? You know the the um, Mariko's grandfather, and the grandfather's like dying on on the bed, and he's like, you know, Shingen goes to him, and he's like, he's like, I've tried to be a good son to you, and all this stuff, and then there's like that one scene where he says, where he says, "No, we can't bring in anyone foreign to run this company," and then like Shingen just gives this laugh that is so bitter. Mm-hmm. And so, like you know, he just There's no humor to it. It's just this laugh, and I just was like, "Oh my god, that is, that that I I love that moment for some reason."
4: Yeah. Did you aspect. recently watch this movie? I did. Okay. Did, um, like, did you watch the movies weeks, like ago. in anticipation for the? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I try to. I try to. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: just
0: so that it's fresh, but like, but I mean, I remember this movie. I love.
2: I probably movie. should have watched it again just for this podcast
4: because it's on Disney Plus.
0: It's on Disney Plus. Hmm, yeah.
4: Interesting. yeah they, they brought some of the X Men movies, through, like Days of Future Past on there. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. And with it
2: is the PG 13 F bomb. That's on Disney Plus.
4: Yay. Oh. Hey. We're moving hey. up in the world very slowly. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You've acknowledged that adults exist. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, Yeah. So, so you know, I got to give it up for for those guys like William Lee and, and Rila Fukushima and Hiroyuki Sonata. And Taal Komodo, who was Mariko, quite a talented bunch. So it was good to see them in this movie. And I just, I, I think overall, I do kind of love this movie, even with, you know, even with the a little hokiness in it, which is fine. Doesn't really bother me mm-hmm. all that much. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, love the Nagasaki portion. I think well. that
4: uh, so first class also had some of that in there too. It did have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I love that movie too. So yeah, it just you know it's um. No I don't know it's it's got um you know what i what I like about the hokiness is that it also has a certain like level of a dull edge to it, exactly. so it's got this interesting kind of vibe going on. it's not just like yeah it it, it just feels like unique it's not you know, it's just, not like trying to do it's not trying to appeal to anyone it's just, it's just being itself you know it's doing yeah, what it's yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it's like you said, you know, they never lose sight of the the real part of the situation and the characters so.
2: I like how involved he was in that family. So it was interesting to see such um, yeah. family entanglement going on, and like a, I like guess felt probably a sense of intimacy in an X Men movie, which I thought was refreshing
4: yeah 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 well, how about the family in uh origin yeah can... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah
1: we have brought up origins like three <laughs> times already. that but is the... four times too many. <laughs> there, there, there's <laughs> like also, there's also
4: there's a family in <laughs> <laughs> Logan too when it, look, Logan always finds a family
1: yeah that, that was good we'll, we'll talk does. about that yeah, when we get does. to
0: it yeah yeah all right guys
1: and the so best we'll part about road, it though it, it finally we had a movie. That acknowledged, and I want to say, somehow, in the X Men version of continuity, paid off the end credits scene of X Three. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of because Xavier. Oh, yeah, like, when, when aren't he comes you back? dead.
0: Yeah, but I can't remember least, exactly what he says, mm. but at least he said it, and then Xavier just brushed it
1: off and was like, like yeah. "Well, you know."
0: Well, whatever, Logan. <laughs> um, <laughs> the producers
1: thought this scene would be really cool. Keep talking.
0: right (laughs) they paid me more money so i'm back anyway um so okay should we move on now to days of future past
2: yes i think so we've talked about this too much absolutely
0: all right so i can tell this is a favorite of our panel here so um jacob why don't we start with you and just and have you lead us off here
2: i think days of future past is fantastic you know i i think that this is (laughs) what I kind of look for in an X-Men movie, I think. It's just great action. It's just a really interesting uh, premise. And the way the plot unfolds is really, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. You know, I like the politics it gets into. I liked seeing uh, X-Men play out in a 70s um, setting. I like the stakes. I like, you know, this this felt like a proper X-Men movie to me. I think the first really good, pure, just, great x-men movie i think it's it's possibly my favorite in the main series if not my favorite in the entire franchise all
4: right I, I would say this film does embody uh, most of the things that i wouldn't say it's like the, the first proper x-men movie because i think you know i mean look at the comics there's a lot of different kinds of x-men stories you can tell hmm. so i know but see... this felt
2: like the one that really uh ran with the i the concept of the x-men i think Mm-hmm. But them time traveling and all that. And I mm-hmm. thought and and like having the old um X Men clash with like the 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 newer, the more recent versions of
4: themselves. Right. Well, I guess maybe what I can uh do to like kind of piggyback on that thought is um I think that this story embodies the most fantastical elements of X Men. Like it like yeah. I won't say it's the most X Men thing. I will I won't say that because like I said, X-Men encompasses all kinds of different stories, um, you know, more personal dramas, um, you know, more fantastical cosmic stuff, too. Um, I think whenever anyone watches a comic book movie, they they typically view the most fantastical version as the most comic book movie. And I, I personally disagree with that because I think it really... Um, I think it really downplays the flexibility of comics. Comics can be so they can be mature and dramatic and grounded. They can be they can be, you know, cosmic and crazy and loony and colorful. They can be everything in between. So I don't think the the most colorful, most time traveling, most science fiction y most crazy, wild, wacky idea is the most of the most (gasps) thing, the most Spider-Man thing, the most X-Men thing. I'm just Go ahead.
2: I know. Just keep in mind is that I am approaching this and from the perspective of a non X Men fan. You know, I'm just you know, I'm just saying that. Well,
4: this, I what yeah, I <laughs> personally look. <laughs>
2: this is just what this
4: is just what I personally look for in X Men. No, I'm movie. just, I'm just following with you, man. I'm just following. No, yeah. I mean, hey, that, that's cool. I the thing at the end of the day, it's an awesome movie. Like, it I is. Would,
2: I, we can agree on that at least.
4: I would love this yeah. to to represent you know if if i had to choose a movie to represent what x-men is which i i hate bottling any franchise up like that if you know me with any kind of character i like or franchise i like to i like to accept it in its in its multitudes but you know if i had to choose one this is you know it's the best movie in my opinion out of all the franchise uh, the movies in the franchise that's so, what yeah, i was I getting Interesting. at i think mm-hmm. I have more to say, but I want want
0: everyone else to talk, too. (laughs) Interesting. Well, you know, you brought up a good point there because it's like, even in the comics, like X-Men, you know, they've had X-Men issues where they basically do nothing. Um, You know, there's no, like, there's no villain to fight. Um, You know, it's just the recovery issue where it's just, like, an aftermath kind of issue. I remember when Onslaught came out and they did that whole, like, Onslaught versus the Marvel Universe thing. And uh, what happened with that was, you know, all the other heroes basically got... Got, uh, got sort of rebooted mm-hmm. and the x-men and spider-man were the only ones who kind of remembered the marvel universe as it was beforehand before onslaught and and then the next issue of uncanny x-men was just them basically around the house <laughs> it was just them like and i love that issue i love it um mm-hmm. and it's you know first of all it's joe madgerrera art so it's like right. you know joe, joe mad basically just drawn like like a, a, a bunch of babes like jean gray just hanging out in the kitchen you know what i mean like that, that was, i mean that's what Keir she was doing that. that's what she was doing in the issue sorry i don't mean Where they she belong. belong there i man, mean man, whenever
1: i hear that all i think about is those old weird marvel like swimsuit issue no it wasn't that did
0: it wasn't that it was literally just her no i know
1: that's what it makes me think of i know it's not like marvel swimsuit issues yeah they
0: used to have those <laughs> he's like <Yeah>. what <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know i mean like no she was cooking a meal for them because they're no, like a yeah. oh, family come on you know like
1: no oh, whenever God. i hear the word like comic book babes that's what i think of it that's what that word i get what you're saying i she get was, it completely. She that's, that's a oh saying. she is i'm not disagreeing with you at all i'm not disagreeing with you at all trust she, me she,
0: she she is like basically in like a, yeah, I mean, come on now, you know, it wasn't revealing <laughs> I her got
4: anything. All <laughs> come on, I mean, come on, yeah, come on. Oh.
2: At least they know like what their audience wants. They know who their audience, who it tends to read revealing, these kind of things okay, and they she cater was to just, that.
0: She was just yeah. cooking a meal for her friends. That's all she was doing. Yeah. Okay, anyway, and her husband. That's a like great, that's a great alibi. <laughs> 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 I wonder if I should edit this out. No, we'll keep it in. Um, it's just too funny. Uh, so, okay. Anyway, um, but, you know, it was a down, it was a downtime issue is what I'm saying. Yeah. So,
4: sure. And and the thing is, I think that's um, a really great explanation of this franchise. I don't think that Days of Future Past would actually have worked as well mm-hmm. if it wasn't surrounded. And not that it doesn't work great on its own. It does. But, I mean, just in the general zeitgeist, the general, general people's ideas of this, um, of this movie it's always considered like the best movie in the franchise like that that's the issue with I think most comic book movies in general is that like it's always the best or worst thing ever in comparison to everything else but it doesn't ever get to like shine on its own yeah. so it's like if this movie is really good like, oh my god like this movie is so good but it's mm-hmm. like yeah but are you comparing it against other comic book movies or just or other movies in its franchise or mm-hmm. are you comparing it against all movies you know, like, what do you? What is your your uh, your perspective when it comes to this? Mm-hmm. I mean, with this movie, it's a really strong movie. It's it's great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that when we're talking about this film, we have to consider that this was the reason why it's looked at as the way that it is is because it's quote unquote the high point in the franchise. And there's a lot of films in this Fox uh, X Men franchise that are very, they're a lot more grounded. And they don't really embrace the more sci-fi elements so when you get this movie it, it sets it apart as like something different and mm-hmm. that definitely contributes to our ideas of the film um not not taking away anything from it but um yeah i think without if all the, the films were like this then i don't think <clears throat> that they would this would be as special yeah. as it is yeah. yeah
1: yeah it has a lot of extra factors to it too because of people and what they were hoping that that movie could do one a lot of people like it because they quote unquote control alt deletes <laughs> all the movies that they didn't like. And also, this movie had the biggest chance out of any that they were planning to explode in a horrible fashion. <laughs> because of time travel, yeah. plus trying to work all that out with two separate casts from these movies, it could have been so bad. Mm. it but it just
4: This is it, probably the best... Yeah. Superhero movie involving time travel I've ever seen. <laughs> um, as I sit and think here, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, well, that, 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 that was a loaded <laughs> statement. One, I was alluding than to time that. cop. I know that
1: wasn't a comic book movie. Two, uh,
4: I haven't seen in game. I'm just fooling around. I know I, I
1: mentioned that. Well, I'm trying to
4: think of ones other than that. Like There's Deadpool nothing. two
1: has a little bit of it, but like that's just, not a big deal. I was deal. just
4: trolling, basically. I was just trolling. no. I'm trying. I'm honestly
1: <laughs> trying to think of other ones that have it to compare it to.
4: Well. I mean Euros. the Snyder cut's going to have a full on time travel story in there. Technically there's a little bit in BVS, but it's not I wouldn't consider that like a time travel thing.
2: Hmm. Um yeah, but, I'll t- explain hairs here.
4: But yeah, I would just I would just doing that just to troll oh, I don't like it, Jim. <laughs>
1: it just got me actually thinking how many other yeah. ones actually have it
4: <laughs> no but it did it it did it really well um i, I was actually hoping that um because i'm a huge fan of ultron i love ultron as a villain he's one of my favorite marvel or my favorite uh alongside dr doom um maybe carnage yeah so dr doom carnage and ultron are some of my favorite superhero villains mm-hmm. um you know, I really loved uh, Age of Ultron the comic. I loved the mm-hmm. the animations back in the day. Yeah, um, you know, and, and there's so many different versions of Ultron because he's always evolving. And when I when I saw old, uh, Age of Ultron, I was hoping that it would have kind of like this time this time travel element in it. And the funny thing about it is that uh, Wolverine was actually a big uh, part in Age of Ultron, so that, they kind of like did their own thing in Days of Future Past and kind of like left Age of Ultron to dry. <laughs> isn't ultron correct me if i'm wrong again wasn't
1: ultron originally made of um adamantium not vibranium am i wrong
4: that's a good question um i I don't uh i don't think he was actually made of adamantium or vibranium originally i think that he eventually got a body with that later on i don't think he had any special you know body originally because the idea was like he could be like he could upload his brain to something and you would destroy him and uh you know a lot of times you had to like fool him into destroying himself or to causing his own demise because he's so smart he like gets his his brain to like this logical loop and you could easily fool him even though he's really smart and he's ubiquitous but um but yeah and then later on like he he got like this you know adamantium body and i remember he one time took over um the uh uh, what was that? He was a story where he like became like the leader of like the scrolls or something like that, and he went to like the the dark matter universe and like created this entire army and brought it. Like he he's been all over the place, so yeah. I love the character.
1: Anyway, back, it's
4: not really, it's back not to days future Fest. It's just, it's Marvel stuff, you know. Apparently, yeah, know,
0: at so. some point, he was he did have an adamantium body in the comics. So,
1: okay,
4: yeah, cool.
0: so. Yeah, well, okay, um,
4: it's
1: computer upgrades, eventually you got to be like, what else can I do? Make my body indestructible.
4: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah. But um, I guess I really didn't say what... I think you and me, Kiona, really still have to say what we liked about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Go ahead, you go uh, first.
1: The, the, A, the fact that they pulled it off, I was very happy. I get why they didn't send Kitty back like they did, because obviously people aren't, unfortunately, going to watch Ellen Page for the entire movie. I would, but that's just me because I love Ellen Page. Um, Oh, the the I love the selection of mutants. They were really solid. I felt that they were every scene they had was good. Again, I like when movies only have stuff in them for a purpose. This movie Mm -hmm. didn't feel like it had a lot of fat on it. Mm. You kind of you had the scene, it was done, and you left. And like it had it does when these x-men movies have little parts of characters that they never do that i think is creative and it kind of goes yeah they've never done that before like little moments like where mystique gets shot in the leg and then magneto drags her back at her with the bullet in her leg there's just little stuff like that where i'm like do cool stuff like that more often that's not a big thing but it's awesome
4: yeah
1: and we'll get to
4: it but it's historical like historical revisionism I, too i'm a big fan of yeah definitely. Uh, historical revisionism and the action movies um it's amazing yeah um
1: my favorite part of this movie is the same. end credit but we'll get to that later <laughs>
4: <laughs> keanu
0: go ahead um for me uh i think one of the things that i really did enjoy was the uh the meetup between young xavier and and you know like james mcavoy and patrick stewart
2: Oh uh, yeah, that's the most iconic scene I think. Yeah, when they're that facing is, off,
4: that yeah. was and the and the, the the dialogue there, the cinematography, the lights, the stained glass in the background. The stained it was, glass is amazing, man. Even I, the setup, sad.
1: even the setup talk with Logan to get him there. Find yes. yourself, look for me. It's so it's good.
2: Such, it's such a surreal idea of a scene too. Talking to your future self. Hmm. I would do and, that. And then like, like, <laughs> they're like they're two complete, like they're two completely different people having a conversation. Yet they're actually the same person. That's just, that's a real head trip.
0: Mm-hmm. I would actually talk to my past self, honestly, and I would just you know, mm-hmm. just tell him like, "Don't be such a
4: loner." That's that, anyway. that's Steins Gate level uh, time travel, yeah. where it's like <laughs> yeah. you're not actually time traveling. You're just simply re- relaying information back to your previous self, which is yeah. my ideal theory of time travel. It makes the most amount yeah. of sense. That's yep, like to me,
0: and and that the way that they you know the way that McAvoy and Stewart just have that moment they're, where they're just like
4: Charles,
1: he's like yeah, Charles. they're so great.
4: Their acting is they're uh, so good. They're no so one good. says the word
1: Charles better than Ian e. McKellen. <laughs> Charles, Charles.
0: Oh man, and um, uh, did you guys see the road cut? Did any, have you not. have a chance to see it? I have it? Uh, no. I haven't. I didn't even know there was a road cut. There is, uh, yeah, and she comes back, and her big moment with Logan is basically them saying hi to each
1: other. Don't they like break her out of one of the mutant like detention facilities? They, do you guys want to know for real? Yeah, go uh, ahead. The I'm sure all that okay. was an
2: awesome scene that when they break uh, Magneto out of the Pentagon. Yes. Oh, that,
0: that oh, yeah, that too. That yes. was great too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's like a yeah in the road cut. There's a scene where it's because Kitty gets hurt. And so Bobby and Magneto, so Iceman and Magneto go off to find Rogue and they're sent by Professor X back to the mansion because she's being held in Cerebro. Hmm. Oh. And the Sentinels are or the scientists are basically trying to like trying to steal her power so that steal oh, her okay. DNA so that they can use it in the sentinels. Mm. That, so that, so that the sentinels could then absorb any hell. mutant's power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean the
4: sentinels are like, I mean they kind of already
0: right,
4: do. Yeah, days of future past sentinels are those are like Nimrod sentinels, like from the books.
0: Yeah, they're you know, they're it's called a the Nimrod.
4: They're ridiculous. Books. I mean like Omega that's, Sentinels. That's in game level stuff. Oh I yeah, mean, man. Not not as in like the movie, but I mean like no, the, no, I the actual term for in game. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, that's just like if I by that point it's it's gonna if, happen the way it's gonna happen. Thanos you know? <laughs>
0: had called the 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 Omega Sentinels in uh in Endgame, I don't know that it would have gone the way that it
1: went. No, and
0: i don't know that
1: speaking of the sentinels the only mark against this movie we did not get to see master mold master oh, what uh, <laughs> Mas-
4: master mold master mold master mold master, master mold mold oh he's i don't he? know
1: if he's from the comics but in the animated series he's just basically a giant sentinel that births sentinels out of its mouth
4: oh yes, the <laughs> monster mold <laughs> oh man that's uh i Dude, remember that <laughs> yeah. that was incredible yeah. did you guys ever see x-men evolution oh the yeah I, all series? the car- so good so, so like good. do you
0: remember the way that they made the sentinels in that where they were borderline unbeatable
4: mm-hmm.
0: like one sentinel it took every single <laughs> x-man to do it and in like the the 90s animated series it was just like oh no cyclops will just i beam him and that's it
4: yeah yeah and then yeah, in they are just Evo. big like they destructible like, like things that just yeah you just yeah them. yeah you know exactly. wolverine just cut one's head off and then you know yeah it was so yeah. easy to yeah people who have not seen evolution good lord go watch evolution so good mm-hmm.
1: Even, yeah, like toad is one of my favorite people in there and i never thought i'd say that <laughs> that wall's made out of straight adamantium yo it's just like god you see the <laughs> I <love it>.
4: wolverine <laughs> and the x-men was a great show as well that was a loved, good show yeah man. it was a good show yeah. Um, oh i even like the japanese x-men uh series the the the, the oh, anime, the,
0: the anime. Yeah, yeah yeah that was good
4: um man x-men is just it's been i, I take it you, you guys times. have seen like you've seen the
0: 90s x-men anime intro right like the one that they did in japan with like the crazy rock song
4: mm-hmm. uh, i probably have but i mean that's not the one i grew up with i just, i might have watched it later on like on youtube or something mm-hmm. i didn't even know
2: there was an anime x-men show
4: yeah it's actually really good yeah, yeah it's pretty good yeah i think um, i think with... madhouse did it i believe
0: yeah madhouse, yeah, you madhouse.
4: that would sound about right
0: <laughs> and steve bloom was wolverine in
4: that right you're, anyway. you're the voice actor expert so i don't know I, I, just love, of... I love the part where uh where um uh, matt coy says i don't want your future i don't want your suffering <laughs> oh yes yes such a great <laughs> moment you were right
1: you were right kiana i don't, Keona. I
4: don't well, I want your future, future. future. <laughs> <laughs> He oh really knows how to
2: scenery, doesn't he? Back of like, oh
1: man, yes, that was yes. he is chewing it up. Yeah, yes. it's
0: great. It really is. I love that moment too in the plane after they, they break Magneto out and he's in the plane and he's like, you know, and, and Charles is like is telling him like you you abandoned me and all yeah, this stuff. And then Fastbender
4: <laughs> just starts going like Oh, and then the, it's warping the Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a and powerful scene. That's a the whole plane scene, it has so much tension in that yeah. scene. And they're not doing anything like like the MCU can't even like <laughs> <laughs> it's just <Yeah>. two
1: people <laughs> arguing with each other when when for once the villain is a thousand percent in the right to bitch out the hero. <laughs> All, right.
4: All right. That yeah, Magneto I mean, just, was
0: right, man. Magneto, yeah. he's he had a point.
4: Like he always does. He always does. Oh yeah. Of course.
2: Yes. Can I just bring up a, a, a flaw that I have um, with the yes. movie? Please do. Is that it kind of implies that beasts died in between X-Men three
1: and days of future past. I know. I believe it implies that he dies between then and the future portion of days of future past okay. because yeah. he asks yeah. them if he makes it and he says, no. Yeah. Right. Mm. And then
2: later at the end, at the end when they've changed everything and Logan wakes up, um, at Xavier Academy, he sees Beast walking out. and played once again by Kelsey Grammer.
0: Kelsey Grammer, Grammer cameo. Yeah, I and he says,
2: screamed at the top of my lungs in that theater. That was amazing. <laughs> and, he said, and he says, morning, Logan. Late again. Or, like, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Like, it's not really that triumphant of a scene if we didn't actually see him die before this.
0: But they wanted to keep it under wraps th- that it was Kelsey I Grammer. I think it is. I think.
4: I mean, yeah, not yeah, necessarily... I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be, like, triumphant. Like, I mean, there's a lot of elements to it. I I mean...
1: It's technically, I don't know. everybody else in that scene is dead by that right. time if they don't change it.
4: Right, true. Uh, I mean, also, too, Logan doesn't... <laughs> okay we can i can't wait to talk about logan when we get to it but they 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 allude to all the x-men dying but you don't get to see any of that but you just it's all assumed and i mean it would be easy to argue that you don't get any of the emotional impact from that if you don't actually witness it i'm that's not quite how in my opinion how the storytelling necessarily works Mm -hmm. i think sometimes you do want to show it like in some situations you do want to you don't want it to be off screen because you want um, a certain level of impact for that character or, or, you know, uh, connected characters. But in this situation, I think it's, you know, a big cataclysm happened. You don't see a lot of your characters. I think it's easy to kind of uh, Mm -hmm. just assume, but I don't know. I think if we got more movies in this franchise, it could certainly have done, uh, I'm not necessarily sure. I don't know. I think, I think we could have had a store, like a pre- um, Days, of Future, Past story where we got to actually see like the rise of the Sentinels and mm-hmm. and all of that. Cool. Or maybe if you got some TV shows that got to kind of flesh out some of those things, it kind of it could have been interesting. But I think as a purely cinematic franchise, I think they did a pretty good job with this the timeline. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I <laughs> get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 We've, yeah. We did
4: not bring up Dinklage this entire time either. Oh, Peter uh, I was Dinklage! Going yeah. To. yeah, he's in this. He s- did great. Yeah.
1: Have you guys seen great.
0: the the Game of Thrones thing where it's like the Game of Thrones theme, but instead of it being the theme, it's all just somebody singing about Peter Dinklage? It's just like Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter no. Dinklage. <laughs> That's <awesome>. it's great. <laughs> oh, it's it amazing. Great. And somebody actually showed him that, and he like had this look on his face, like, "Oh my God, what is wrong with this person?" I love Peter Dinklage. <laughs> he seems so irritated. Yeah. Yeah. He has it a really was, good irritated face. <laughs> it was great. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: it <was> great. <laughs> Maybe he really did love it, but he was just yeah. like, "I'm just gonna be in character." Yeah.
4: Uh, um, but yeah. Oh man,
0: Peter Dinklage is the best.
4: No, I, I just I love the um, I love when they they showed the scene of the altercation between uh, Mystique and Magneto through like the old film mm-hmm. style, like the yeah. old the, the, yeah,
0: like the Zabruder uh, film or something.
4: Yeah oh yeah loved that i loved that yeah
2: like it's, it's actually 70 cameras that's class, cameras.
4: <laughs> that's class. <laughs> i was like oh my goodness i'm watching something that's greater than a superhero movie like this is so the directing in these movies um what's the guy's name brian um, singer. singer yeah singer. i mean yeah we we, don't, we we haven't brought him up like at all although he's pretty much the entire franchise but I mean, the guy, the guy knows how to direct. I mean, he's made, some bomb, he's made some stinkers, but
0: Yeah, I mean for these movies, he was, I, I think like, he did a really good job um, yeah. directing and uh, you know, just kind of shepherding the franchise in a way
1: um,
2: I just wish he was a better person
1: there's always going to be, and we're never going to be able to, everyone, we're never going to be able to talk about every single scene in these movies, especially considering how many there are. Yeah, so yeah. if we so, miss something, it's not because we thought it was bad. It's just that we're not thinking of it at the time.
0: Like the Quicksilver scene. That's one thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, like, was, and yeah. they make the allusions to him being his dad, but he never fully. He's, like, like, it's again. his
0: dad. Yeah, they, they um, make it clear. But like yeah. yeah,
1: I'm going to hold the back of your head so you don't get whiplash. What? whip? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know karate, but I know crazy. See.
1: That's just just uh. It's not. Oh, I'm not, I can't even think of the song now. Time in a bottle. Is that what yeah, is? time in a bottle. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is So good. Oh, wait,
4: I so can't good. believe we forgot. That's another just super <laughs> iconic, um, super iconic scene. Great, great scene. Um, Evan Peters is so damn good
1: as Quicksilver.
4: Yeah. He, is, he he yeah. really is, you know. I, I think that uh, he he pulls off kind of like the unintentionally comic relief kind of character mm-hmm. cuz you know a lot of fast characters, you know, act like that and mm-hmm. but I think he makes it real and he makes it believable to a certain extent. It yeah. doesn't make it, it, seems it feel like he's, like he's
1: not trying to tell jokes, it's just how he is.
4: Yeah. Right, like he is kind of he's just funny because he is the way he is. It's not like he's, you know, I don't, it doesn't feel very forced. It, it feels like... It's
0: not like, wait, the script has required me to say this line that is hilarious right. to the writer. Also,
4: you know, like like a, what I'm saying, like, okay, he's a fast character, so he's not like... He doesn't necessarily fit the perfect mold for every other fast, quippy, mm-hmm. os- you know, kind of like you know uh um, speed is their personality type of thing speed is my personality kind of thing like oh I, i'm my thoughts are racing you know my mouth is running a, a thousand times a minute um i i i don't have a control over what i say because it comes out quicker than i can think about it okay mm-hmm. like I that kind of saying. thing like it, it is you know
2: how does he compare to um aaron taylor johnson
4: aaron taylor johnson Avengers he, age, he of age of ultra Quicksilver,
1: age of ultra oh
4: yeah um, there is no comparison.
1: <laughs> that was I mean, so well, weird that those came out around the same
4: time. I was just like Eesh. for multiple reasons. I mean, like he didn't get a lot of screen time and also he was written terribly.
1: The, that, that's
4: f- that's one way you do not write a character death. That was the probably one of the worst character deaths I've seen in any comic book movie. Like Darwin's up there,
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh yeah, Aven- Avenger Age of Ultrons Quicksilver is is up there as yeah. well.
0: It was weird. It just felt like he just got short shrift in that whole entire movie, too. Like, they they were not interested in giving us a really good version of Quicksilver, in my opinion.
4: Yeah. It's like you it wasn't really well Johnson. thought out. Like, the whole, like, uh, I bet you didn't see that coming just felt like it felt like they they worked backwards from mm-hmm. when he gets killed. Like, OK, he needs to say this when he gets killed. So mm-hmm. let's just, like, throw it in a few different spots we
0: need to have a reference
4: yeah it's parallels like oh my god this is cringe (laughs) yeah yeah And it was a joke it was a running joke the whole time so the fact that they used it at that point was like okay like it it was it didn't have that solemn seriousness and then they tried to build wanda's character out based upon that yeah it's like okay listen like okay if it's just the script maybe i could like maybe get where you're trying to go but yeah. the execution, like, uh, what I'm seeing here, like I never built any sort of empathy for these characters because I never really attached to it. So, yeah, because they don't really give you a reason to. I wasn't really emotionally invested, and that carried forward all the way till now. Now they have one division or whatever, and I couldn't give a crap. <laughs> I and mean, I'll watch it just because. Yeah.
2: Another weird thing: uh, Aaron Taylor <laughs> <That's> Johnson and <weird. laughs> Elizabeth Olsen—they play brother and sister in *Age of Ultron*, and in *Godzilla* the 2014 <laughs> movie, they play husband and wife.
0: Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's a different role though.
2: That's yeah, I, yeah, I know that's I, I just that's a weird coincidence. I yeah, think. I know.
0: Yeah, it's it's a strange <laughs> thing. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I guess that it,
4: would be it's funny. Yeah. I just watched um I watched uh it's here, it's called The Devil all the time on Netflix. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. With yeah, Tom Holland, has yeah.
4: Tom Holland and it has what's the guy's name who does a winter soldier. Uh Bucky Sebastian Sebastian. I was about
1: to say Bucky Bart's good lord. <laughs> uh <Sebastian. laughs>
4: Like gas yes, bastard stand, yep. Yeah, got it. they they play uh, two uh, pivotal roles in that movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, it, it's just kind of funny as you watch it and you see how it turns out. And that movie won't spoil it. Um, it's interesting just to kind of know. Oh yeah, that's the, those are two characters who had basically a kind of a, a scene in in uh, Civil War. You know. Yeah. So uh, we're getting all over the place with this, but. I mean, it's all Marvel stuff, and I do legitimately love Marvel characters. I'm a huge Marvel yeah, fan. Yeah, 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 So I like to talk about, you know, my, my favorite iterations of, of you know, so-and-so. But, yeah. At least, like, the, the thing that I felt
0: was wasted, though, is was that it was Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is a really good actor, and, yes. like, and he was playing, you know, Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, and they just kind of wasted him. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it, it felt like a missed opportunity. Um mm-hmm. But anyway, getting back to <laughs> days of future past because we do have oh, to move Lord. on at some point. Um, yes. I do want to <laughs> say that I remember like uh, at one of the comic cons when they introduced the cast, you know remember when we had comic cons, remember when yeah, we had like funny. Hall H and conventions and like big oh, panels dude. and stuff? Good Lord, yeah. anyway, um so the actor who plays bishop, which which by the way I, I you know they didn't quite get his power set right, but I still love Bishop in this movie. Yeah. Um, and uh the actor is a a guy named omar i'm guessing it, it looks like omar sy but i'm guessing it's omar c is his name okay. um and he got up on stage and he was he was born uh in in france and um he got up on stage and he was like he was like uh he said something to the audience about well you know no one's no one's ever seen me before and i was nervous and i'm not sure people will like me in this movie and everybody gave him like a huge round of applause when he said that because everybody was just like
4: yeah
0: Yeah, because you know they had seen the trailer and everything he looked he was awesome like he had the look and everything yeah from like the the bishop character in the comics and stuff so i thought those comic
1: cons the, one of the best moments of the X-Men at the Exponentals Comic Cons is that Channing, when Channing Tatum was up there when he got accepted as Gambit, remember that, folks? Yeah. Um, And it's everyone else is that. like waving to the crowd, and Channing Tatum walks off stage to help Stanley down the stairs. I was just like, oh. that's awesome. Man. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh um, yeah.
0: man. Comic Con always had, had those cool little moments. Like, yeah, yeah just I, I miss it. Comic Con trailers
4: same. are always. Just mind blowing. I love Comic Con yeah. trailers so much. They're they're Xavier. fantastic. Like um, the, the I, it brings me back to the. Um, was once again, it's a. I mean, we get on these tangents, but we do,
0: we do. The, the, it's do okay it,
4: though. We have capes,
1: so we can do some free for alls <laughs> <laughs> at random now.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is the the BVS uh, Comic Con trailer. I oh, also the the Suicide Squad Comic Con trailer.
0: <laughs> so, Amazing. I remember when like Harry Lennox got up there and he read from Dark Knight Returns. Yep. He read that passage. Oh,
4: that was cool!
0: Mm, that yeah. was the best.
2: That, yeah. that was the guy who played the um the general in Man of Steel, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember,
2: yeah that video clip of the audience just going ape
1: shit when the bat <laughs> symbol showed up behind the Superman. All he did was read a passage, and they showed a logo, and that place imploded.
4: Right. <laughs> Oh yeah, when we saw the Batman or was it the Superman logo and the Batman logo came behind it. I was like, yeah. "Oh
3: my Ooh. god!"
4: <laughs> I was yeah, like, what's happening? And when we saw the trailer and you see like Batman like on the the side and you see like the lightning and then like the the beam comes and he like spins out of the way. I was like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah,
4: that was such a. And I think they showed the scene
1: where the Batmobile bounces off of Superman and he doesn't even flinch. it was like,
4: (laughs) (laughs) I lost it. I mean, like that whole it was just oh man. Um, Guys, can we please move on, please? (laughs) Yeah, we
2: can.
0: Sorry. Yeah, we can. Yeah, I'm good. We can. We can. So, uh, yeah. So, Days of Future Past, definitely one of the best uh, X Men movies ever. So. I concur. Um, mm, yes, for sure. So moving on from that now, we have uh, a, a rather different um, received. Received, thank you. A differently received <laughs> X-Men film, thank you. Uh
4: Roll
0: which is right X-Men right? Apocalypse. Um Jacob, what did you think?
1: I'm, I'm sorry. You go 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 ahead. No I no no, no go for it, over. man. Go for it. I remember oh. you having some strong opinions about this in the chat, buddy. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um uh, this was freaking boring man I I did not like nothing in this movie had any impact on me whatsoever um the villain is just like it's basically the villains basically just Ultron without any charisma any scene that really should resonate with that really should have had an impact on me just didn't um like I'm really struggling to think what relevant thing happens in this movie in the grand scheme of the X-Men. This movie was just nothing. This this movie just it left me cold. Okay, I just gotta be out. It really left me cold, and I know I'm breaking your heart right now, Kiona, by saying this.
0: That's okay, man. I no, I mean I totally understand why some people would be frustrated with this movie. I personally kind of enjoyed the crap out of it.
4: Yeah, me too. I'm, I really I'm like with you. Lot,
1: I'm with actually. you on that.
0: Yeah,
1: but I get what Jacob is saying because one, totally. what, I I get one problem that these X-Men movies have for me, and like I still do like this movie, but they had this weird habit of every time they would do ending, soft reboot of what happened in the last movie, mm. and we're just gonna move forward. Uh-huh. It was so weird. Every one of them was just kind of like don't he, yeah that last movie happened we're not going to talk about it a whole lot though <laughs> oh
0: um yeah so yeah so this so wait brock i want to bring basics. up i want to bring up something real quick that you that you brought up didn't you say that that um was it the wolverine or was it days of future past that had your
1: favorite post-credit scene because was it, it was, the
0: end Sabah scene like yeah where no
1: it was it was the uh the favorite end credit scene Favorite cool end credit scene because my favorite just end credit scene was the uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off rip off from Deadpool. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. From Deadpool, but my favorite one where I just lost my shit was the X Men Days of Future Past where, or no, it would have been technically it would have been Wolverine because it sets oh, up okay. this.
0: It, it makes absolutely no sense,
1: yet. but it was cool. My friend who was sitting next to me, who is the biggest apocalypse merc on the planet, was <laughs> he, he just saw Egypt. He's like it's whatever, they're not doing Apocalypse. And then he started chanting. And all of a sudden I saw like, ice,
3: <laughs> the closest that?
1: thing to an out-of-body experience <laughs> in real life.
3: My friend was
1: no longer there. He didn't speak for a solid 30 seconds. Wow. <laughs> and mm. then, like, yeah. the movie did not get good um, press leading up to it, unfortunately. No. And to me- Especially with the
4: whole, At that point, people were yeah. really getting- like i guess they didn't want jennifer lawrence (laughs) which i apparently so i think there might there might be some truth to maybe some of the feelings that she had about the franchise but i never like Mm. projected that on her performance i was that her performance was was solid you know um i also thought that you know people's opinions and views of jennifer lawrence in general around that period of time were changing so Mm -hmm. i'm not necessarily sure it was necessarily all based upon these movies yeah i just people people Kind of got tired. Like people really, really liked her because of her kind of like down to earth, you know, quirky kind of you know vibe. And then, and then it hit, reached a boiling point, and then people kind of just, they kind of just flipped. Like uh, you know, all the the, it all seemed the, um, fake after a while. I think.
1: I think a lot of it was just because she was everywhere for a while,
0: right? She yeah, she, a lot she, of she did.
1: Once. She want She won an Oscar. What movie was it
2: that she won Oscar for? The Wolf Yeah,
0: silver Lining. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
2: Again, and she uh she tripped on her way onto the stage. The stage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that yeah. can
0: happen though. Yeah,
1: and it's like yeah, they had the stuff with Jennifer. They uh, the stuff with Brian came came about after Apocalypse was done, right? Or was it right before it came out into theaters? Because I thought it was after it was done filming and being. Edited. I
0: think it was during or or after because like um because apparently they said that that simon kinberg had taken over directing at some point like brian singer was not showing up to set or something and then simon kinberg started to kind of
1: take over gotcha there was that and then the one that pissed me off because people were just looking for a reason to bitch and i hate i'm pretty sure i've said this before it's either the worst or it's the best Mm. the first picture they showed of apocalypse they were like He's an Ooze ripoff. He looks just yeah. like him. Put the pictures next to each other. No, they don't. He yeah. had a purple light on him. Shut up.
4: Yeah. Yeah. In like, that particular scene, the lighting was um, like he had like this like this like this uh force field around him or something like that. Yeah, which like is a of States, yeah right. Part. Yeah. And um, and I do have some legitimate complaints about his design. Like personally, I'm like the one complaint about his design is that he has they tried to mimic like those like pipe things. Yeah. They go from like the yeah. and the thing is that they're the problem is that they look really cheap because they're always moving. They're always kind of yeah. like they're kind of like moving and they're not yeah. like yeah. uniform. They're not they're not perfectly symmetrical. You can't get it to look perfect in every shot. So I always felt that that was kind of something that looked a little bit, you know, cheap to me. I think I, I felt like if they got rid of that, it would make it a lot better. Um, I think some of the lighting, like especially like in the um, the the street scenes and in some of the, like in the darker scenes i think he looked a lot better yeah. in the brighter scenes i think it he had like this kind of glossy reflecting kind of look and i don't think it looked as good as it could have i, I honestly think they could have gone more grounded with them people really wanted like the 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 separated jawline thing and the the, the monster and muscles and all that the monster muscles i'm like you know what no like this is not the franchise stop it you're the same people who want x-men to go back to the mcu shut up did, you know? <laughs> did they did they want
0: him to do like an Orson
4: Wells impression too?
0: <laughs> what? Like in the nineties. No. Like in the nineties X-Men cartoon where
4: he was like a yeah, exactly. virus. They just yes. wanted to see that, regardless of how much it made sense in the movie, you know. Like yeah, I mean, no. Yeah, it just it wouldn't make sense, you know. I mean What
0: did, did they want a giant A on his on his belt no? And it's or the or same something? people that are
1: okay with Wolverine being six foot three. He's right. not in comics, but you were okay with that.
4: Right. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, sometimes
4: it just it takes time for people to just get used to it. You know, they get over yeah. it. But yeah,
0: I, I got to say, OK, so one of the things that I really liked was I liked that stinger at the end of uh, Days of Future Past that was set in Egypt. And I really did like that, too. Yeah. And I got to say that, like um, the the opening of this movie and the freaking music in the yes. opening. Dude, it reminded me of like going back to like the days of like Hollywood epics, like Ben Hur
4: or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it. I can say really that. Was. Also, it was, sure. I mean, like, it was intense. I mean, like that was intense, man. It was really like brutal. I was like, these guys are getting like smashed and ripped apart and stuff. I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I was like, X Men's always skirted that line. I'm, like, geez, like this is really, this is super intense. It helped show always... their
1: dedication to him. Yeah. yeah a
4: lot
0: yeah for sure. I always thought of like you know here's here's a movie where I remember where here's a franchise where I remember thinking like you know everybody was was worried when they had like the leather suits and stuff, and now you get to this movie, and people are literally getting crumpled, yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like and and there's like a big egypt thing happening, and there's like you know it's super weird now, and I just yeah. love that anyway, yeah,
4: yeah um, no, I love that opening scene um I, I I did also really like the scenes where I like the scenes of the apocalypse, honestly, most of them. Me too. He doesn't have, like, you know, he's not uh, charismatic, but he's not charismatic in the original, you know, cartoon or in the cartoons. He's not charismatic in the comic books. I haven't read a lot of them, but he's always been a very still, I mean, he's like a, a god, like, I'm above everyone, a very, sto- yeah, he's character. He believes his
1: own right. press releases. He's very up his own ass,
4: um, right? He's, right. So he yeah. doesn't, he doesn't he's not like trying to win anyone over He doesn't have that courage he's he's not a charismatic character but instead you get like these kind of stakes because mm-hmm. you see how dangerous he is like he just puts those guys in the wall
1: <laughs> yeah like, he slits a like, guy's throat with sand too he
4: uses yeah. sand to literally <laughs> chop off their heads and decapitate guys i was just like yep okay i like it like so it's like okay like this guy he's he's dangerous you know and um you usually don't get that kind of threat with a lot of you know villains this early on. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so like they're really trying to like because we just came from you know in game level uh you know sentinels, like what are we gonna do yeah. to yep. <laughs> I like the, the the scene uh, No More Weapons is yes. so good. It's so yeah. good. With oh.
0: Beethoven's symphony number no. seven oh, playing. Oh,
4: it's so good. How does, How does that one go?
1: I'm not singing that. Uh, not a chance.
2: <laughs> oh, that's yeah, kind of like um, like when they played "Ode to uh, like Ray" and X Men Two. Yeah, DSE Ray. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly.
4: It's a little. Yeah. It's not quite like. It's less dark and more like. Yeah. It's more like I don't know. It's kind of uplifting, kind of like you're experiencing something that's beyond like your comprehension, he's, kind of feel. But yeah. It's less, to make it's not, it, yeah. Yeah, it's not too so dark probably- and ominous.
2: Brian Singer really likes incorporating
1: classical music into film scores.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm for that. all about I support it. it. <laughs> I
1: think my favorite, um, for lack of better words, dick swinging moment that Apocalypse does is when um, Xavier is Xavier is in Cerebro, and then all of a sudden Apocalypse just goes
4: yes yeah hold on <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh, man, that. <laughs> things like that things yep. like that it was all it's all it's all um they, they played the threat that they, they the character portrayed in these ways where it's like okay you know these established things that you understand are like this is just the way things are mm-hmm. like no not with this guy <laughs> oh, this doesn't work <laughs> you know one of the
0: one of the the better things for me that he does in the movie too is just like when he meets storm and it's mohawk storm thank god Mm -hmm. and um like and he like he says you know he's he says to her like this world needs to be and then he speaks it in in, like ancient arabic and he goes cleansed Mm -hmm. and she's like what and he goes saved
4: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i love that moment there is so many good moments uh coming to think about that um now I will say here. Let's talk a little, a little bit negative here. Um, sure, sure. Angel was wasted. Like completely... he's the stupidest
1: thing in this film. Like, yeah, he's indeed.
4: only here because he has to be one of the horsemen. He has to be. Yeah, that's the and only he to listen to and Angel, he, he looks cool. Yeah, yeah, but okay. Um, Alex was wasted too. <laughs> Which one's
2: the one too. that turns out that he's Magneto's son? Was that Angel? Quicksilver. That's Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that came mm-hmm. out of nowhere.
4: Oh, he is I really like. Yeah. I, so first and foremost, Magneto was flexing big time as a horseman. Like his <laughs> like oh, was, was man. Uh, horseman Magneto was amazing, and then also I love the idea of Storm being able to travel to her own lightning. <laughs> so <Yeah>. sick.
1: <laughs> that scene where she comes in. Oh, that is <laughs> so I, cool. I love Magneto's
0: whole arc in this film. Like for me, I, I really felt it. Like, yeah. you know, even though it wasn't done, like, entirely well, I think that, like, that, that moment where he's like, is this what you want from me? That, that One moment. question,
1: again, because I am wanting to know and I don't want to be incorrect. Was that a made-up mutant, his daughter? Who? Yeah. um, yeah. Mag- Magneto's kid that could, like... I, I want to say irritate nature.
0: It should have been it it should have been like Wanda, but I don't think they wanted to kill her off. Do you, you think know? they but could it have, have
1: just been. would would have been okay to make her Polaris, even though I guess that there's that she's yeah. not technically it I remember there was something weird with like blood samples or something that was mm. like faked. But um that scene where that was he obviously aspect. one one thing that I hate about these movies, and I get it because they're trying to show he's doing something. Magneto mm-hmm. always has to be like Huh, when he does something, where in my mind he should just be able to think it and it happens, right?
4: Yeah, so there, he gets caught because he puts his arm out. So. Well, because technically he could have his hands behind his back, and yeah. and and also later on he kind of does that, like, like, you know, Ian McKellen version does kind of have more of that, like. He just yeah. looks and like, and there's a certain level of power to that, you know, but at the mm-hmm. same time, Fastbender is so good with his hand acting and his like <laughs> his body acting his, his, his whole, he gets his whole body into it. So it's like, why not do that? Yeah. That is, you know, and especially when he's like feeling this really, this is passion. Um, you know, I also love how they kind of made that a part of the story. Like in first class, they said that, you know, basically when, when they're accessing their powers, they're accessing mm-hmm. a certain like emotional spectrum that they have yeah. like, a very deep emotional spectrum and they have to sustain that basically to uh, their, for their powers to come out. And I've always yeah. kind of liked that idea because it makes it to where like, whenever he does that, you're imagining that like, it's because of his emotions, because of his feelings. And, and he's drawing upon all of these, like these feelings that you've seen mm-hmm. from all the movies, like this is what makes him so powerful. Wasn't so told, I really, I like that Wasn't he I, I told he had idea. to
1: find equilibrium between hate and love? Wasn't that what he they was, kind of uh, explained it was was as
4: serenity and um yeah and uh serenity um anger uh, and serenity anger. I believe yeah, I yeah think anger and serenity yeah like that. gotcha that's a good philosophy I think it's yeah um yeah,
2: I will really say is,
3: yeah.
2: I will say that the scene where um he loses his um wife and daughter Magneto I thought that was well handled I. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. It, just, it was well done. It just said like, it just didn't resonate with me because you well know, we've already seen him overcome a tragic backstory in the past when he was yeah. in Auschwitz. Yeah. You know, it mm-hmm. just I don't know. Just kind of it just kind of rang hollow
0: for me. How much can this guy lose? You know, right.
1: like yeah, yeah. Oh. gets screwed over in almost every X Men movie that he's in. Right. Like he something really horrible. Does. Always he always wants to be like I'm done.
4: Nope, no you aren't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, pretty much every Exit movie, he's getting he's getting screwed. So by the time he gets all the way to Ian McKellen version, like this guy is just a hardcore villain. Like, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. guy is bad to the bone.
0: Oh, <laughs> that reminds me though. That reminds me of like that the one scene that we didn't talk about in Days of Future Past that I really did love, which is the scene between Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, where he's just like, he's like all those years spent fighting Charles, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's you know like to have just one of them back or something that was just yeah yeah, that's such a great little moment there um but anyway two hours
1: of them playing chess (laughs) yeah
0: jacob i wanted to ask you something i wanted to ask you about the uh the what did you think of some of the newer mutants that they had in this like cody smith mcphee as nightcrawler uh ty sheridan as cyclops sophie turner as the young gene gray what did you think of them and their performances
2: they did fine they 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 were just kinda of there, you know, like Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought um Alan Cumming though was a much better night crawler than Cody Smith with
4: He was adorable. Yeah, I agree. I I think one one benefit we had with the original is that we got more time to grow with him and there was also like yeah. there were certain scenes that were very strong. They were super strong with, with the original the original cast. Whereas the new one did the new ones didn't quite get that. Yeah. Um I actually do quite like Sophie Turner's character in this. I thought that she had some great moments, and um, especially with Ty Sheridan. I think Ty Sher- Sheridan is—he's uh, good. Although I do—I don't know. There are certain annoying elements of the um, of uh, what's uh, the other Cyclops is. Uh, oh, first one. Uh, uh, was, uh, uh, James Marsden. Marsden, right? Like, uh, he's, he's a good actor. I think that um, the way he was written sometimes was a little annoying. Sometimes, yeah. I think the new one. He plays a good younger version of that. And I, I do really like Sophie's a lot. Um, Nightcrawler, he doesn't have a lot of moments where any negative or super positive moments stand out. Yeah. He's in there just enough and just yeah. not enough to like be okay. Same thing with Ty in this movie. He's in there just enough. I think that there um, their performances in the next movie are, are a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. But mm. yeah, that's my thoughts. Can we also not forget
1: that Brian Singer had to get in the stinger? Oh, but don't worry. The third movie is always the worst one.
0: That's hilarious. Oh
1: yeah, that was uh... I thought that was funny. I was like, of course you had to say something. I
4: thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that was that was pretty funny and um they also teased uh, didn't they tease um somewhat cringe uh Dazzler. Not Dazzler. <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, I believe they did tease Dazzler because she's in like a
4: record store oh, In yeah, like yeah, a yeah, poster yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: But wasn't it like no, a. No, no, Taylor no, no, Swift.
4: no, 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 not Dazzler. I'm sorry. Jubilee. Yeah, Jubilee's oh, yeah, in there for Jubilee. like five seconds. She yeah.
1: goes to the movie with them and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's yeah. She's the one with the electric shocks, right? The fireworks technically kind of but she
0: doesn't really get to use them at all. <laughs>
1: she turns into a vampire at some point too in comics. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh guys. What'd
2: you think about uh, the Wolverine cameo in this?
0: I liked it because I wanted to see them redo Weapon X. I really wanted to see that that sort of done in, yeah. in a more correct way, and I think that they did it in a better way in this one than they did in Origins. You in, in all, that in all honestly,
4: it, in all honesty, it really um so basically what they they wanted to have a scene where it connected the new characters with you know weapon x to kind of like you know complete the the loop right right um but um i don't think that they did it in the proper way i felt like it was very like it was like a separate thing it didn't really mesh well um with the rest of the movie i felt like they had a do this aside like hey wait a second we need to add this we need to make this like this movie connection here let's just go ahead and and then they they we're gonna back do it in logan it's... huh yeah and
1: one thing about that hmm. scene i know they didn't do this intentionally but how old is gene gray in this movie <laughs> um yeah right right yeah. Well, and true, then but... eventually I, I know i just it always brings to mind where i'm like you two are gonna like attempt to bump uglies in like <laughs> three years. This is really weird. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can't that, get that out of my head. It, I see lo- it is it.
4: logical because he's not going to age, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just, I was always like, man, he, like hundreds something
4: really- years old. I mean, I'm sure this has happened a few times. I mean, pre- pretty yeah. much anyone he's ever, you know, yeah. had a, a yeah. relationship with that was like, if you just go back, it, it would look like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? It's just
1: weird seeing it yeah. on screen.
4: <laughs> sure. Sure. But, but yeah, I think that's like just The setup to
1: him is great, and you want to talk about the berserker. What you like about Wolverine? Mm. Him tearing through the <laughs> freaking Weapon X bunker is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it I, almost, that, that was.
4: It, it looks pretty cool. hard
2: to um, uh, screw up Wolverine, Wolverine, which is what Origins that makes that film so notable. Right. Yeah. Well,
4: I think you know, the funny thing is, is that I think the least interesting thing about. Wolverine is probably his Berserker rage. I think it's like cool to see in an an action scene, but after that it's over. Like Yeah, it just
2: becomes another monster. I think it's the fact uh, that he
0: hates himself after he goes into one of those rages. That's the interesting part about it.
4: Sure. I think his overall character kind of reflects that self-hatred of kind of you know, his um kind of this primal, you know, feral side that he has and how his powers are, are pretty much useless aside from keeping himself alive and killing things. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> Which yeah. both pose problems for multiple reasons. <laughs> I'm the
0: best there is at what I do, but what I do isn't very nice.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. this is a movie that starts the like um three to four movie long setup that never gets paid off, where they start mentioning the Essex Corp. Yeah, every 5 minutes. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> and they bring um, it
4: up in in two movies afterwards that yeah. um that they, they they bring it up
1: in Deadpool 2, they bring it up. I don't remember if they bring it up in Dark
4: Phoenix, I'm pretty sure they do, and they, they bring do. it up in New Mutants. Yes. And I never like they keep on oh, it's and supposedly he was going
1: to be in Gambit.
4: <laughs> oh, man. Oh yeah. That would have been good too. Would have matched. Yeah. The franchise hasn't went along. It started to just come apart, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. because it, yeah. I think they were all kind of gearing up for the inevitable. So, yeah. Um,
2: all they'll I, mention that more on disney the Disney era X Men movies.
0: Yeah, they may. Yeah, I don't know. me uh, to yeah, get Mr. one of them Sinister every is,
1: three years.
0: Mister Sinister is quite a uh, a leap for Disney, I think.
4: Yeah. I mean, one every three years is fine as long as it's like an event movie. Yeah, you know, I like, just don't make it an Ant Man the Lost every three years. You know, X-Men, sure X Men to X-Men, me was the man. one where
1: it can be its own thing. It's not yeah. like Spider Man where you're trying to make like w- Hydro Man the movie. Like you actually have enough people <laughs> sure. to make things, and that's
4: how it is in the comics too. X Men yeah. have their own like their own entire arcs and stories, and it it's a universe of its own. Especially so it makes now. so much. Oh yeah. And even Spider-Man is very—he has entire comic runs on his own. He doesn't need to yeah. bump, you know, shoulders exactly. to any other characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so it's.
0: You okay, know, it be- is what it is. Before we go on, I do want to talk about two more things about this movie. Um, hmm. One I is one the portrayal of, of Psylocke. Yeah. With oh, okay. uh, Olivia Munn in the role, it's
4: amazing. Okay, I don't. She's not a good actress. Okay, I'm. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. She's not. But she was amazing in this. But hopefully I was she'll just be very happy G4. to see her
1: in the original Psylocke costume. That was just me. I was very happy to uh, <laughs> see that. <laughs> and, um,
0: that was. Was smooth. that your was that your uh, your your Joe Mad design Jean Grey in the kitchen moment?
1: <laughs> yeah, she uh, she uh, was she was character accurate. Let, let's uh, she, she, she was
0: she, indeed. She was indeed. <sighs> Yes. Character <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yes,
2: yes, 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 but yes. That's the best <laughs> I have. You guys know I had to bring up. You
0: guys Jacob, go ahead. What, did, what did you think of uh, of our, our former uh, G4 princess, uh, Olivia Munn, in that role as, Psyloc- as Psylocke? Who was she again?
4: <laughs> okay, Jeez. you answered the question. There you go. A laser sword hands. Yeah, yeah. Purple single. Oh,
2: oh, she was, um, um what, um uh the the blue guy he, he apocalypse he recruited right he, shoot, he yes yeah. yeah yes eh. she was
4: like i just want power like that was her whole. Yeah, i mean she had nothing to do and she wasn't she didn't act very well but she had some cool action scenes and the costume she, was incredible the powers worked look... hard on those action scenes too like, no she, she did. actually did yeah no no i, I totally i loved I loved her her image. You know, yeah. she looks great on screen and she looks great in the costume and she looks great when she's doing action scenes. She mm-hmm. looks like a comic book character like in the most like nerdy fanboy kind of way you could ever possibly imagine. Like I'm like, "Oh my god, this is actually happening right now." And I imagine mean,
0: that we were we were all thinking of leather leather suits in the beginning of this franchise. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: so She's like uh, the new Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Kinda. that was just one yeah. where i
1: was like they are not gonna give her that costume it was just one of the ones yeah. where it would make me so happy but they're just not gonna and then they show the trailer and i was like
4: <laughs> okay <laughs> that's really good it even has like the little yeah. lines around like the, the 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 thighs and like everything yeah. it was like perfect i'm like this is this is yeah. amazing yeah that's basically yeah, yeah. yeah looked like
2: a moral
1: combat character
4: yeah and yeah speaking yeah. of yeah. costumes basically, before
2: Shylock.
1: we get out of this movie the end credit scene of this movie, which, oh boy, did Dark Phoenix piss me off because they didn't go with this. The costumes and mm. the end credit scene in this movie are off the
4: charts awesome. <laughs> right. No, the costumes are amazing because they look exactly like that run of X-Men. Like, they... Yeah. The thing is, is that... So, here's the thing. It's like... I would like to, I mean, okay, would I, would I have liked to see a movie where they wore costumes that looked just like that? Yes. At the same time, those costumes were not operable costumes. They weren't actually made to, like, be moved yeah. around and used, and actually they were just there for them to literally stand there. And then, like, you know, I think <laughs> Brian Thierry wanted to do his little thing, so they, so then, of course, that completely spoiled whatever movie, because even if they didn't go with the, the, the um, I forgot what run that was with the the dark uh, phoenix costume even if they didn't go with that style costume no costume would have everything would have been a downgrade from what we saw in that little in credit scene a big reason why i'm not really a big fan of in credit scenes because it's like it's 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 all it's pure it's like a a dose of like caffeine it's like a dose of like (laughs) you just take it and it's like oh my god it's so cool but it it doesn't have any value at all like you can usually cut out an in credit scene completely and a lot of times the following movie really doesn't tie in like if they think of it afterwards just to get you like hooked and like excited about the next one but then a lot of times they don't take that in consideration they're still making their, the the new film as its own thing so mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. there are some things that don't quite match up it just depends on how i guess how teasy it is but this situation mm-hmm. they made an entire costume set for all the characters and then they completely you know brian singer said i'm out screw you you know for whoever's coming out next <laughs> and x-men was especially
1: bad with like Our ex, our end credit scene is just who the villain is.
4: Yeah, excited,
1: and then they run away.
4: (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) So that's one thing. um, So yeah, I would have liked to see that. I don't think the new the costumes from Dark Phoenix are great. Like, I think um, the 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 issue that I had, I guess, is the separation between their. (laughs) their pants and their uh their top I feel like if it was like one like smooth bodysuit it would have probably looked cooler I'm I'm sure there's probably some sort of logistical reason for why they did uh they did that aside from that like I would say it's maybe like a a six out of ten like I didn't hate it but it definitely could have been a lot better in my opinion
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: All right, and then um, of course, you know, we'll probably talk about this when we get into Dark Phoenix. But the ending fight between uh, Xavier and well, Apocalypse, which then evolves into something else, um, which they again forget about, <laughs> which they again sort of just go like, "Welp,
4: that so didn't happen." The ending fight, like what, between two Xavier and Apocalypse, you said, right?
0: Yeah, Xavier and Apocalypse in, in Basically, takes gate. place on the, yeah, the astral plane, <clears throat> as,
4: as they would have called it in the books.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just like, that was, first of all, that was incredible. I'm, I'm, I was waiting for that, and we finally got it. Yeah. So, you, you know, that's the reason why I like this movie. That's the reason why I can't hate it is because there's a ton they of iconic moments. Yeah. Like a ton of things. Yeah. The, so. I'm
1: not, a, how you're going to lose. Why? Because I'm not alone. And then Gene just fries him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, so cool. Yeah.
4: And she okay, walks so, out. That was amazing. Yeah.
0: So, Jacob, I want to get your take on this. So, like that ending sequence with, um, you know, with, with Xavier and Apocalypse and Gene, like what did you think of that? And And how did that sort of grab you as a viewer?
2: um how did that, so that was like where they're next to the pyramids right
0: uh that was more like um it was in at the town, end of the movie where they were fighting in the mindscape kind of a thing so oh. like xavier was fighting with apocalypse and apocalypse just grew larger and larger until he finally just pinned xavier and just beat the crap out of him and um, then, like you see gene come in
2: um it was oh um i i it was I I just I obviously I don't remember it that much so um I I was kind of um I kind of zoned out during that time I'm sorry you no, put the wrong okay. you put
4: the wrong time to zone
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that that's all well and good though because yeah. like you know I just wanted to see if you had a take on it but um, yeah. okay not so, really no all I right. I love how so,
4: apocalypse is so powerful. He can yeah. he can dominate in in the physical and the the psychic realm at the same time. Yeah. Like like that's crazy. Like <laughs> that's a flex. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Alright guys, who ridiculous.
0: wants to take uh Logan? Let's uh let's open that up.
1: It's um whole oh boy. <laughs> this basically was Mangold had an idea and Ryan Reynolds gave him the availability to have an R-rated film because Deadpool went great mm. and they ran with it and oh boy did they run with it that that oh, opening man. where he's just sleeping in his limo and he could barely even get up guys those are those are chrome plated he's like he's tr- he's not even trying to hurt them like just just stop please this is not yeah. gonna end well just go and then they shoot him and he just slowly like at the speed of a glacier so <laughs> trying to get back up <laughs> Come on, I need this rental. He goes from being those like well-sought out superhero by a large Japanese mega corporation to being a dude that needs to not get his rental scratched. <laughs> yeah. It's such a juxtaposition of what you're used to, and it, it this movie never stops.
3: Mm. There's no, very it doesn't. few moments
1: where you can rest and like get what's going on. And uh, There's very few people in this movie, and I appreciate that. It has who in it that needs to be in it. I was very shocked to see Caliban again, I'm going to be really honest. Hmm. But they needed someone to be tortured, I guess, and Caliban fit the bill. And Caliban's the albino guy, right? Yeah. Yep. He was the one that I guess could – I don't know Caliban from comics. I'm not a huge X-Men person, like I said, so please, people, don't at me if I screw something (laughs) up if that's just he was just could sense mutants and he was helping that's was was part of his um thing in apocalypse obviously he was helping people mutants get where they needed to go stuff like that but yeah this was i i do like that it's called logan and then it's basically just called old man logan and then a bunch of people went yeah, inbred Hulk children. I'm like, you're not getting that. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> it's not. It's just not. For legal and that just isn't going to be in the movie reasons. You're not getting that. You're getting right. an old man who is named Logan. That's right. what you're getting. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Man. But, yeah.
4: this. No, I, I appreciate, because, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. I, I um I did, I think I read it, the comic once half-heartedly not like really so i i i really didn't read it for the most part but i am familiar like with the basics of it and all but even despite that you know i do really like um the story and 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 not so much even the story honestly more of like the atmosphere the style established characters shown in a different way um you know i really do enjoy those elements of it right um the the um antagonist I don't really know who the antagonist is, really. I forgot who it was, and I feel like that's probably one of the weaker elements um of course, you know, I, I guess like you're an actor
1: too, and I can't think of his name now Richard de yeah. grant yeah he uh um then he plays, oh wow, gosh, dang it, you keep going. I'll look up what the dude's name was, mm. what his character's name was. keep going,
4: yeah but no, I think it, it's a, it's a strong movie um. I'm happy it came out because Boyd out. Hallbrook,
1: his character's name was Pierce. That's who I was thinking of. I really like Boyd Hallbrook. Ah, yeah.
4: yeah. 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 Well, I'm happy the movie came out because it kind of again like, okay, so I care. I care about the you know movies as far as like how they kind of play in like the overall um mm-hmm. uh kind of pop culture mentality. <laughs> and this movie was a popular movie and it was a well-made movie at the same time i do think the movie is uh i'm sorry for saying this it's kind of mediocre in some ways as mm-hmm. far as with the story i think it could be stronger on its own i think a lot of it plays on sentimentality and your established understanding of characters prior to it in order for anything to really be of a value so it's mm-hmm. a true sequel it's a true kind of like spin-off in that way true so if you watch this movie on its own i think that um and you don't you're not really like you know plugged into the rest of it you know i think that um it it, i lose some points for that but all in all i think it's a good movie i'm happy that it came out i'm happy that um you know it we we've added it to like another list of reasons to make a movie more adult and mature you Mm -hmm. know that Mm -hmm. um But aside from that, though, I'm not really crazy about the movie. I think that having a well-shot, well-acted movie shouldn't be like this special thing that, you know, every once in a blue moon, it happens in the comic book movie industry. (laughs) Like, I think that should be a more common thing. I think that, you know, a a R.P.G. 13 or an R-rated, you know, comic book movie should be a more common thing. I don't think it should be really... That special. Yeah,
2: so far, I mean, the only two I can think of like this are like Logan and Joker, yeah.
4: right? Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. um, well, you know, you can also look at, well, they they take characters that you're familiar with from previous, more fa- I guess you could say family oriented or PG thirteen franchises, and they put them in a more adult setting, you know. That's basically it. But you have you know V for Vendetta, you have Watchmen, <clears throat> um. So you know, it's not it's not completely. You know, of course, you have other like graphic novel adaptations, like um, what is it? A History of Violence is one I think is yeah, based on it. Road to Perdition, Road to Perdition, yeah. yeah, right. There's yeah. other graphic novel adaptations, but they're not capes. So like Sin City. There's there's a difference. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. Yeah, they yeah. they kind of inhabit a world of their
4: own. I mean, they're just kind of like there <laughs> there's a zone cast. There's no expectation. Like there's an expectation with an x-men character there's an expectation with batman like you know a kid could go to see it no kid's gonna want to watch of perdition or sin city like it's a different kind of thing yeah. you know? yeah. so it's like taking a character that a kid could watch and making it to where they cannot watch it is like yeah. a statement Yeah. whatever <laughs> i don't think yeah, it should be that saying. crazy because you can have multitudes you can have different kinds
1: you're saying the movie i i'm I, if, I, if i'm wrong here you're saying that the one big, and I agree with you on this, that, that, that I've thought about it this way is that the movie gets a lot of praise because that just for a lot of it is a lot of, for the fact that it went guys, this one
4: turned out really good. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, you know, and it's not like it can't be done. It's just a bunch of executives and, and, and nerds have banded together to decide that most comp movies should be fun, funny, action comedy, you know, family-oriented movies. And um, these ones turned out successful because of certain circumstances that happened around the movies that allowed them to be kind of successful and well thought of for whatever reason. Um, You know, you look at films like, you know, The Dark Knight. That is a very mature film, but it's not R-rated. So, um, yeah.
3: It
2: It also kind of gives you what you expect from a movie, like a comic book movie like
0: this. Uh. Well, I have a question for you guys. I agree with that to a certain extent. Do you think that this movie is ashamed of its comic book roots? No. No, Do you get that sense that it
4: is? No. no. Dark Knight is <laughs> I agree with you on that, yeah. Which Perhaps. is fine. I do yeah, it's fine.
1: No, I would definitely say it plays into it. For crying out loud, it has X-Men comics in it.
4: Sure.
0: But that's yeah. the thing. Like, that, that's yeah. the thing that, that I didn't really like about it was the fact that it had X-Men oh, comics really? in it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think, they, I they think that that was how... too much of a weird like fourth yeah. wall break. Okay. Hmm. For me personally, like I don't think they should have done that. I think that it just seemed weird that that they would, like, be considered sort of, like, folk heroes in a way. And then, right. like, and then they all die and then everybody's all, like, everybody hates them again or something. Well, I, do, I you know, like
1: the, do you like the plot device of, um, the new is, is, or called, or? Sa- is it called Sanctuary? Yeah. 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 Where, did, did you like the fact that, um, for the most of it, Logan thought that that was just something stupid they took from a comic book? Like, that part of it? Mm because it was in one of the comics, and he thought they were just making it up because mm-hmm. they wanted
0: I, to take it I, there. I, I was neither there on that. I, I didn't really like it, okay. personally.
2: Okay. I, I thought that was kind of clever, actually. Like, it kind of um threw the audience in through a loop. Like, no, this can't possibly happen. That's just stupid comic book stuff. But then it actually... It occurs in this ultra-gritty, like, neo-Western. I thought that was kind of clever. I,
0: I thought that, honestly, like... like it seemed to me that that Mangold was a little bit like, like, well, this is like a non-comic comic book movie. This is more of a Western, you know, right. like we're just using Logan. We're just using Xavier. We're just using Laura. Which I'm all about
4: like... that. I'm all about that. I mean, in theory, I just felt like the movie, it didn't really have so much to do with, you know, necessarily expectations. I felt like, well, it did, but not in the way that we're talking about it now. I felt like <laughs> just the, the downside of this movie <clears throat> for me is how it treated itself so much like a love letter to the fans like okay. every review you know <laughs> every I, review I said you. it's like listen it's like it really wasn't do, you know you know yeah. what a love letter to the fans is a good movie <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like you don't have to reference that this is for you you don't have to do a victory lap like an in game i don't I mean, that's Mark, what
0: i'm saying i totally
4: agree with you. you don't have to do those things to like you, it, it's basically patting yourself on the back like you, i've come this far I was like no you have just, you you've yeah. <laughs> reached into you've reached
0: into my mind and taken it out of there yeah. because that is exactly what i'm saying about end game and the reason why i don't like end game
2: right and, 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 and you only it, said that you don't of... love do you do you just do you mean you don't love Endgame? game yeah okay i guess also like oh so that means you don't like it period
0: No, 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 no. I'm not saying there are things I like in it, but there are also things that I dislike.
4: Right. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like overall, I think that. Um, I think Logan is a good film. Like I, like you know, like you've been saying, like everybody's been saying on this thing. Um, I met Chris Claremont at a convention, and I asked him what he thought of Logan. And uh, and he said, I'm not sure if I said this on the last podcast or not, but he said that. The thing that he would have changed in Logan is he would have had he would have had Charlie. He calls Professor X Charlie, which I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have had Xavier basically recognize that X twenty four was not Logan at the mm-hmm. end. He would have had him like like in in a last like you know the last use of his power would have been that he would have searched X twenty four's mind and just instantaneously knew that it wasn't Logan.
2: I thought I know. I thought it worked in the context of the scene because, um, you know, it, it, it's just kind of ironic in the way that like, when he's talking to who he thinks he lo is Logan, in a way, he actually is kind of talking to Logan in a way because X twenty four is a clone. Like it's, he has kind of the same powers as Logan does.
0: But I actually kind of agree with that because, like, I I think that it would have given Xavier like a final moment of of like you know, I I don't know. Maybe it just it would have worked better for me personally. Well he
2: drives the truck, doesn't he like run over X twenty four later? Maybe like <laughs> while
0: he's dying. No, he doesn't. It's the the Eric LaSalle's character. Um uh, uh, okay, Monson. all right. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Um actually I loved Patrick Stewart and I, I I loved um there's uh, <laughs> there's this great real tragedy I've seen who was once this regal, this badass Um, genius being reduced to this dementia riddled this guy who just had just constant seizures and like he's it's actually it's even though it is kind of ridiculous at first, when we see him, he's um, screwing around in his wheelchair and he's reciting Taco Bell commercials. I thought that was actually
4: pretty funny. There, there's there's a new case
2: of Lupa from Taco Bell. <laughs> get it? With, <laughs> get it? With I just love Patrick
4: Stewart saying it.
3: <laughs> there's um, a
4: um, there's an implication that his seizures are or what led to the demise of most of the of the X Men that you know. Yeah, I think it would have been it would have been really ballsy if they just hired all it all of them for a flashback yeah. to show yeah. you what actually yeah. happened. Yeah. Like that would yeah. be ballsy. Like you get to actually see Patrick Stewart kill all the X Men in like a flashback. That would have right? been would, impactful. Yeah, like, it would have been. <laughs> I feel like this show this this uh, this movie plays on a lot of sentimentality. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it could have gone a little bit further. I, I think the biggest issue, another issue, I, I'm, I'm so critical of this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. I kind of agree, um, though. I'm kind of critical of this movie. But uh, it's so great because now that we've we've stepped several years away from the hype, we can just yeah. talk about it, what it is. But I feel yeah. like what it's done is, a lot like Joker, because I'm critical of that movie, too. Same. Is that the movie, it propels itself beyond the border of the expectations of a comic book movie so it propels itself outside of this which immediately puts itself in the realm of other movies Mm -hmm. and then you realize oh my god there's these masterpieces out here that aren't comic book movies you know that you now have to compare it to yeah at the same time it still falls into some of the trappings of its built-in franchise it's built in fan base yeah so it still has to appeal them it still has to do fan service It still has to do these certain things i mean it's reduced but it's still not it's still not it's still too much of a consideration
1: mm-hmm. where you
4: feel like they could have gone further they could have gone more to make it the movie that it could have been you know it's mm-hmm. like yeah this isn't a very adult movie in the scope of a comic book movie mm-hmm. but i think that you could have just not made it logan made it a different movie and it could have been better sending with joker it could have just been taxi driver 2 you know yeah or a movie like that without the clown without the need to to force the waynes in and uh in there thomas wayne or whatever uh, uh into it and that yeah. little dumb little thing where they like they did the origin and, right it's mm-hmm. that was those are the worst parts of the film they I did not need,
0: love joker
4: right it was it was assault so both movies are they're well shot they're well acted by great established actors that get to kind of you know break loose and, and do their thing yeah but ultimately it just the story is a little bit wanting and it just doesn't hit that point it needs you to be a a masterpiece of a movie instead it just it gets to shine as like one of the better adult comic book movies which is not really a huge um in other words impressive
2: <laughs> what you're trying to say i think is that is that logan and joker are both good movies that try too hard to be great movies is that what you're saying
4: well, no. I mean, like, you, you you, should always try too hard to be great. <laughs> I don't necessarily use that terminology. Man, I get what you're saying. I guess what I'm trying to say is, okay, the expectations still hold these movies back, despite breaking a lot of them. That's that's the best way I could say it. All right. um, mm-hmm. Fair yeah. enough. Um, I would agree with that.
2: I, I honestly, okay, whereas I, obviously, we can't talk about great acting in Logan without talking about Daphne Keen
1: yeah I, I wanted an x-23 movie after this she was yeah. really good yeah, she
4: did yeah. really good she did so good yeah there
0: there is positive stuff in logan like even for me like i i think the internal journey that mm-hmm. logan is on is really good um yeah. i think that his i i think hugh jackman pulling double duty and playing x-24 was pretty mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. uh he was great you know patrick stewart of course it goes without saying he's he's amazing as yeah. always yeah um, Richard E. Grant even was like really good as as Dr. Rice as the bad you know sort of the mundane bad guy.
1: Yeah. Um, Another Essex Corp link again. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I was like, you know what? I mean, that seems to be the thing, though. Maybe these are all like clones of Sinister, or something. I don't know. Anyway, we'll never um, know. <laughs> we'll never know now. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, um, and Boyd Holbrook, of course, was very very good. Um, I just think that like you know, overall, there are good things in the movie and there are bad things for me. Like, I I, I, I am not as big a fan as a lot of other people are. Right.
4: Yeah. I feel like we're more critical about this movie than we are about other movies because it doesn't have the same amount of, like, like, pow flavor in your mouth that, mm-hmm. you know, the other movies did. Like, I don't know, it just, you, like I said, you break into this different set of expectations and it doesn't meet that set of expectations that you're, you're within. If mm-hmm. it were like, you know, if we were Days of Future Past, we would be talking about how the movie embraces these elements of comic books and, and the sci-fi elements that we really enjoy.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, and, and within the, the movie, that movie felt like it got to be what it wanted to be because it wasn't aiming for anything else. This movie yeah. was aiming for something else, but it didn't go, it didn't hit it. It didn't actually go all the way there with it, in my opinion. So... I know I'm repeating myself so many times, but it's like I'm trying to, like, I guess, verbalize like actually explain to you why I think, you know, First Class, Days of Future Past, or even Dark Phoenix is more entertaining to me, right, than Logan, when Logan is technically like a it's a
2: Logan more sophisticated,
4: subject- better movie. Made- a better movie. Um, well, I, I'm not gonna, I I won't say that. That's That's, that's your words. <laughs> but I do think that it's technically well more more people think it's a better
0: film but
2: yeah because it goes by more objective like it goes by more universal standards of what constitutes a good movie
4: no not mm. even that like i just it the package is very like a sophisticated package it's well shot well made it's got an interesting um non-sci-fi action superhero comedy package and it looks like a sophisticated movie but there's so i can rattle off so many other sophisticated like movies that aren't comic book movies that are a million times better than logan <laughs> yeah yeah so it's yeah it's it sounds kind of I mean, we're talking about comic book movies so you know i guess my discussion that we're having now in this context sounds pretentious <laughs> but it's like I mean, what is Logan trying to do? It's like it's trying to be a pretentious movie. And so that's well, what it's trying to do. That's,
0: that's why I asked the question if it's ashamed of its own roots, because it seems like to some degree it is. It seems like it doesn't want to be part of the comic book movie, you know. I don't genre. think there's
2: anything inherently wrong with a comic book movie that tries to tack on a different genre. Well,
4: that's yeah, but it is. has to go all the way. Yeah. You know? then, it then has don't to do whatever it needs to do to get to where it's trying to get. It can't just dabble in it, you know. It has to do it. Like Just because it's R-rated doesn't mean that the themes and the story points and the the tropes that it needs to hit to get somewhere has done it properly. It just means that it has a little bit more explicitness here and there to constitute an R-rating. That's all that means.
0: I did like the violence.
4: I <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, the, the action was, um, was visceral, and it gave you that. Yeah. It added to the aesthetic of the movie it's well directed it's well acted it's it's not badly written
0: it's just that like there were certain things about it that i wish they had done a little differently sure.
2: I, I honestly i do i am a little defensive on this because i do think logan may be my favorite uh, movie in the whole series
0: oh mm. dude that's awesome man yeah. i mean I, i'm all for that
1: man if, yeah. if it's, it's your
0: favorite good, good then, absolutely yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely right. like yeah. i have i believe we talked about this after we went off cameras last time but mm-hmm. um I cry every time I watch this movie. I'm a very sentimental <laughs> yeah. person. I am a I am a person that get um, camaraderie and surrogate fathers are things that get to me because of my past and mm-hmm, just a lot of things mm-hmm. growing up. And um, with Xavier and Logan, you got the camaraderie and. I turned into a living pile of tears. It, it, I, I, was, I, was, I was vaporware at the end of that movie when she when he's holding her and he says, so this is what it feels like. He yeah. dies and she says yeah. the word daddy. I was done. Yeah, I, I didn't right. even realize what was happening in the movie anymore. And now I can't watch it. I know James Mangold did not mean to do this. But I can't get the image out of my head because someone took Yakio's quote. Right. Yeah. From I was, the you are telling this like, last
4: episode. Yeah.
1: I, I can't unsee that now. I just can't. Yeah. It kills me. I cannot see it. it yeah, you like,
4: this is not pers- purposeful. You know, I remember you were telling me that, you know. Yeah, you didn't plan it's... you didn't plan this. Oh, and, and if yeah, you ever yeah, said yeah. you did,
1: I would call him out to his face because yeah. there's no way you ever did. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but I I gotta say though, like, yeah, I mean it's it's a,
1: i would say it's still
0: yeah yeah i mean we're not we're not calling anybody out for for loving the movie or anything like that i just think that for me personally it just hit me a certain way like and and it took me a while because the first time i saw it i didn't like it Mm -hmm. then the second time i saw it i actually loved it and then in subsequent watches i just have felt like very conflicted towards it
2: yeah i I think my love for it has to come from the fact that like i did not see that many x-men movies before i saw it um Um, i think mm -hmm. I only saw the first two and I think that was honestly it.
0: (laughs) But I gotta admit though, no matter what, I mean, the fact that that I was able to have a moment where I got to ask
1: Chris Claremont what he thought of the movie was pretty, (laughs) that's pretty cool. And Um, it's like with movies too, I don't know if it ever goes without, but some of these movies, like say, if you had a personal thing like me, if you have like a personal attachment with something, sometimes mm -hmm. it just affects you differently regardless. You had something happen to you before your viewing, Until you get a second viewing, you're not going to have a true opinion because something could be doing it different. And that's why I kind of rewatched it before stuff like this. You think differently. I thought differently. Like there's one thing that literally has pissed me off about every single X-Men movie until Dark Phoenix happened because it finally happened in this movie. And now it bugs the shit out of me in every single X-Men movie. We'll bring it up when we get to Dark Phoenix. I had to write it down so I made sure I wouldn't forget. But it's (laughs) like, whenever you come up with opinions, it's like, And one thing I'm liking about this, no one's attacking each other. We're just coming up with stuff. Everyone, when you have an opinion on a movie, please, everyone is a different human. Mm -hmm. Dear God, just because they don't like your opinion doesn't mean they don't like you. That's right. That's right. right. Everyone. Keep that in mind. Whenever we're doing...
4: Yeah, one thing to, I think, this is kind of um, talking more about discussion, film discussion, and something that I, I kind of keep in mind with my own film discussion and my own podcast, et cetera, mm-hmm. is that you have to realize that, you know, you you didn't do any of the work. Like, yeah. the the person yeah. who created the film did all the work, and you're just, you you have a pretty easy job just criticizing it, you know? And of course, yeah. we're also consumers. Yeah. You could always use that argument. Uh, and we don't have a huge platform, so I don't think that what we're going to say is going to sway anything so much to where it's going to hurt the the films and ultimately these films already came out and they're they're long past right um we're not we're not these aren't like uh takedowns of the movies or no. anything like that um but it, yeah. it's just a good thing to do to remember to be humble about the about your you know your your, your uh, opinions and, and whatnot Absolutely. and just to remember that like you know you know your 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 job is just to watch the movie, and you either enjoy it or you don't enjoy it, you know? Yeah, and, of course, right. it always helps to be able to explain it in a way where other people can understand where you're coming from. You know, I try... And I... Yeah.
2: I should bring up. When I said objectively good or bad, I, obviously, I think all movie reviews are subjective, you know? They only reflect your opinion of a movie. Um, you shouldn't try to sway anyone. Okay, no one should feel pressured into agreeing with this review. So they are subjective in that. What I mean objective, what I mean is they apply to like every review. I think should hold to universal ideas. Yeah, sure. Like I like good character or good acting or good, mm-hmm. you know, well-developed mm-hmm. characters. Those are things that we can all agree make a good movie. And you know, mm-hmm. if we disagree, we can argue that we can, we can come to at least an understanding of why we feel a certain way. So that's what i mean when i say objective i just want to uh, clarify that so. sure in,
4: in that case i would argue there there's probably better performances in other move, uh, x-men movies in, in my opinion like for instance i All think right. that we have some amazingly powerful emotional scenes and some great like there were so many amazing performances in days of future past like yes. the the plane scene and the um, the scene where you know with Mystique and um, in the in the building, you know, with um, the tra- the trash building, I think it was. And then you have the um, the of course the the final scene they're we talking like these the, the the script writing, the dialogue, the the performance, everything was just boom boom boom. Hit like a plus. Like yeah, this movie it was good. I, I'm just saying the package is what it is. Like it looks like a movie that's really good. <laughs> but I don't necessarily get the same level of impact. I think the the there's some there's some sentimental moments in the movie that really impact me. I think so, for some people, a movie that makes you feel any strong emotion is a good is a good movie. Which is oh yeah, movie. absolutely. So like, but there's a lot of ways to evoke an emotion, even if it's not like subtly done. It doesn't have to be like woven in like a tapestry to make you you know obviously like an old man you know uh getting killed you know mercilessly is like oh man a, a dog getting kicked or you know and a person dying you know in front of their daughter or something is kind of just a, a inherently emotional thing you know yeah. and then if yeah. you happen to know oh well, hey he's a familiar actor from other movies then it's like okay there's some sentimentality that comes into play there yeah which is fine i think you have to use sentimentality um like spice, you know. You kind of just. It seemed like it seemed like this was Hugh Jackman's last movie, so as
0: Wolverine, so let's give him a, a big send off, you know. Yeah,
4: that's a right. Big part of it too. I
1: get what you're. I'm going to take my stab at what you're saying because I, I think I completely get what you're trying to get at. Is that it's a movie where everything that needed to get done was done well. It's just that there are parts that were done better in other movies in comparison to what was done well in this movie.
4: Right. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. everything that they did well enough could have been done even better. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Nothing was done poorly. It looked great. Everything was just, you know, and that that's the problem for me. Cause I mean, if you, if you look from my perspective, um, and this, once again, it's going to sound pretentious. I've ha- I've actually been accused of being pretentious recently, and maybe I am. But this <laughs> is how I genuinely feel, so I- I'm going to say it. I'm sorry, but I think that all comic book movies should be able to do things like this without even having to give a second thought. We shouldn't have to be able to, you know, make a movie that looks like this and then be like, oh my god tour day force like no it's not this is just what other movies that aren't comic book movies look like all the time and you're just applying it to a comic book movie you know it's like stop like watch more movies
1: no I get what I get what you're saying and I agree with you completely. I would like it to be not considered a comic book movie. But I would like it to be a movie that happens to have comic book characters in it.
4: Sure, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that it should is, be. completely. has to be a balance, is what you're saying. There's, yes. there's
0: room for all types of interpretations, basically. Yeah,
4: yeah I, I I'm not going to give you any extra credit for that. Like, congratulations, you made a neo-western comic a movie, movie. <laughs> like yeah, big whoop exactly.
2: You know, yeah, people, yeah, <laughs> people have um, hot lower standards when it comes to that sort of thing. Like, if this was mm-hmm. just a regular western, people wouldn't really care, is what you're saying.
4: They wouldn't watch the movie. It's because okay. it has just like they probably it. wouldn't
2: watch they probably mm. wouldn't watch Joker if it was just called The Clown or whatever and it took place yeah. in New York instead of yeah. Gotham.
4: Exactly. Which, all fair which criticism, is a shame. I will say. Yeah, it's um, a shame, I think.
0: Before we move on, I do want to say one one more thing about this movie, which is okay, so I criticized the comic book thing that they did in this movie, but I will say it was cool to see artwork from a from a a comic book professional like Dan Penoshin. Spawn or just like spotlighted in this film, so
4: that yeah, was with cool. With those name drops, yeah, we read I'm
0: the comic book guy, so I have to, I have to throw a little shout out to them. We you need know, to make because, a, like, a yeah, compilation
4: we... of every name drop from every episode of, of uh, like a timestamp uh,
1: you know. each time a name drop happens. <laughs>
4: just make a compilation of you just saying all these
1: names is a
0: great freaking he's a great artist that's why so i just wanted to give him a shout out anyway because i didn't want him to think that i'm criticizing his work necessarily i'm just i just didn't like the way that it
4: was you're gonna get a sponsorship one of these days (laughs) i want him on the show man let's get them all get all these people on the show dude that's what we want
0: okay anyway moving on (laughs) Moving on to Deadpool 2, which is uh, one of my favorites, Um, you know, and, and okay, so here's where I'm at in terms of my favorite X-Men or X-Men adjacent film, it's Deadpool 1. So, um, so like, you know, I mean, if you go in strict X-Men, then I think it would be, it's a, it's a little bit of a toss up between X-Men 2 and X-Men, the days of future past. But yeah, so Deadpool 2, uh, who wants to start on this one? What did you guys think of it?
1: It is very good, but anyone that wants... There's certain criticisms that get hailed at the movie, which um, I see this as, in my opinion, because I just love Ryan Reynolds and what he does, and he basically Ryan Reynolds became a comic book character that happened to be a lot like Ryan Reynolds. There, The only criticisms I will hail, and the rest will be positives, is it kind of had three or four moments in the movie that were the Deadpool 2 version of a moment that happens in Deadpool 1. Mm. Like, he gets a knife through his head in the first one, and then the second one, he gets a fence post through it. And then there's, like, there's a couple other random ones where, but it's just, like, man, Juggernaut is in this movie. (laughs) And he's played by Ryan Reynolds, and he threatens to turn Colossus into a cock ring. Like, I can't (laughs) get over some of the stuff that's just, like, you just, there... It's trying to be Deadpool. It's it's unabashedly trying to be Deadpool. They have very few characters. Again, they just bring everybody in. And it's fully aware that it's a parody. There's very few things, and I talk about this with Gurren, where you need to be aware of what you are. And you will be great if you're aware of what you are. And you embrace it. Yeah. Like, Vanessa dying, and then you get the Celine Dion Bond intro. Right through the start, and it's just, it, it the whole movie never stops, and it's, it's just like, movies, uh, did they
0: really kill her? Or, I mean, it's just like,
1: yeah, yeah brought to you by and, and the even, of what the Fuck is that?
2: <laughs> even before the Celine Young song, when he tracks down the man, the guy who killed her, like he nails him, they tackles him to the ground, he's about to kill him, basically, and then for no reason, he starts hugging him, yeah, and then he just jumps yeah. and, and then in they get hit by
1: a <laughs> truck. <laughs> Pinder, open the fucking car!
0: <laughs> <laughs> His conversation with Dopinder—that first conversation where he's like, where he's like, he's like, DP, movies. DP, <laughs> imagine me a ten-year-old Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> I, I
1: can, I can imagine that. I will never not imagine that. I will, <laughs> Mike. I will say it. Like, I believe you brought it up last time, where you're like, "There's a lot of um characters that attempt to be like Deadpool since then." Mm-hmm. I believe you brought that up last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These two, I would I would say at least bring these because it's kind of what originates it and it sticks. And again, this is the best, in my opinion, and I'm probably going to get screamed at for it, not by you guys, but by other people. This is, the, in my opinion, the best comic relationship in a comic book movie ever. No, I agree. A lot of people agree, actually. Um, Wade and Vanessa are yeah. just awesome. There's never a dumb moment between them that feels forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It they're they're really good together. But it's Miranda Mar- background and Ryan Reynolds. There's not one... a lot
4: though. It's not it's not a it's not, not a strong a, field. Uh... No, it's not. I'd say like up there I would I would put um uh, Garfield and Emma Stone. Um, yes um yeah we will go up yeah. there, um you know, uh Cavill and um um Adams maybe Adams. Adams yeah, uh, you know, is uh Sear Man and Lois, we will would go up there that's pretty much it <laughs> yeah you're right i
1: suppose breaking that it's really good is not saying much but they are really good despite the fact that they don't have a strong competition but it's just the movie never like i said before when you're the movie just it just does not stop and it's fully aware of what it is and i can't think of the actor's name that plays fire fist um that is hang on But that dude, that kid was great.
0: Julian Dennison.
1: Julian Dennison. That kid, him and Ryan Reynolds were so damn good together. And they bring up the idea that you could have an X-Force movie. Again, you can have movies with an X-Men that are X-Men. You could have had this stupid little ragtag group of idiots that Wade gets killed in two minutes. It's just
0: ah the advertising for this movie where they just they were blitzing it as an x-force sort of you know like we're gonna sneak x-force in there and it's gonna be like we're you know we're gonna do an x-force movie after this and and you know like this is the team we're going with this team and and then you go see the movie they're all dead there's a wind advisory in effect
1: yeah <laughs> they're, all, they're all dead and yeah, it's it's a, just, I, I believe it was in a year of each other that josh brolin played Cable and then de- and then um and thanos, thanos. And thanos. i'm yeah. like holy crap does that dude have range because yeah, yeah okay. and um what, what does he say to him?
0: He says, like, pump the
1: hate breaks there, Thanos. He says, pump the hate breaks, Thanos. and He's like, come <laughs> at me, One-Eyed Willie. There's just a bunch of <laughs> – it's it's a reference fest, and I get that's not for all people, but they do it at moments yeah. where it matters. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, it's a yeah. Well, yeah. I,
4: I think – so the, the, problem is, the problem with the references is that they are time-stamped. Um, yeah. They don't work yeah. as well later on. So you have to mix it in with other humor that's a little bit less, uh, you know, less meta. Yeah,
1: yeah. And there's a very dated joke in this movie. Like, you haven't seen it. Kiona and Jacob, did you think it was really weird that there was an ongoing dubstep joke in this movie? Yes, uh but, like but five you know what, years after it was a thing
0: it. i appreciated it though I
1: <laughs> yeah did. it was really
2: cool but i was like no, I, i'm not really picky really. when it comes to that sort of thing though i know as long as the movie's already a gag fest I just. but that's care. why at
0: the end of the movie he goes like he, he goes like you know hopefully there's some things that you come away with this movie asking questions about like what the fuck is dubstep
4: like you know i mean like it was funny it was funny, exactly. it, was funny. Uh, it was one of the uh, Maybe yeah, the fact I mean, that it is, is a, kind of you know old is the reason why it's funny. It's like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah. like this it's movie also has
1: it. a great. Um, I was say, go, go ahead. I cut you off. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: No, that's it. Uh, that's it. I this like movie the, has the,
1: another, the, another sneaky Matt Damon cameo in it. Yes, it does. <laughs> he's in <laughs> it for two, two seconds. <laughs> he meant he's he's there with I believe it's Alan Tudyk. It's Alan they're, Tudyk. Yeah. Yeah, they're in the back of a truck talking about the best way to use one ply toilet paper to wipe properly. And then Cable cable comes up to them and he's just like, the year what are you talking about he kills them and like takes their truck and they're in it for two minutes <laughs> it's great and then brad pitts in this movie too brad pitt's what? In Five seconds. Brad
0: when they're doing when they're doing the uh the x-force you know when they're when they're bringing together the team and stuff and, and he goes like and he goes like okay up next is vanisher and then nobody shows up and he's like vanisher i, get I it. got it and then he's uh-huh. like yeah and When yeah. he gets
1: electrocuted, lines. it's Brad Pitt and, then, and there's yeah. a funny interview where yeah, Ryan was Pitt. like, it'd be really funny if we could get Brad Pitt to be <laughs> in this movie for two seconds, but he's not going to do it. And then he calls Brad Pitt and then he does it. He's like, what do you yeah. want for payment? He's And they said, quote unquote, his payment was a cup of coffee, which took him longer to drink than shoot his scene. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs>
2: That's because all funny. they had
0: to do was really just CG him in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, it's um, the Brad Pitt cameo was
4: great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like how irreverent it sounds. You know, it's just super irre- irreverent.
0: One of my favorite things happens yeah. right after Vanessa is killed and like and like you, you see him talk to Buck in the bar. Yeah in TJ Miller's bar at um uh um what's his name? Weasel's bar. Yeah. And like the, the and he goes, goes to Buck and Buck is awesome. like Buck is like, according to the 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 the, the coop Coopler, and then And Ryan Reynolds is like, you know, Wade is like the Kubler Ross model. And he's like, yeah, according to the Kubler Ross model of of grief or something. And then he goes off and on. And then like, Wade is like, Wade is like, okay, no more speaking lines for Buck.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, again, it's if you like Deadpool and you like Ryan Reynolds, they literally just gave you it on a gold platter. Okay. For an hour and a half,
4: and, a new and, movie coming out with him called
1: like Free Guy or something like Free that. Free Guy, I mean, where yeah, he's trapped, yeah. like where he yeah. realizes he's a non-player character in like yeah. Grand Theft Auto. That looks awesome. Okay, um,
2: yeah. I, um, <laughs> just, you you know, like the the cream of the crop, like the the icing on the entire Deadpool cake for me in this movie mm-hmm. is in the final climax when the Juggernauts comes on. Okay, and they start the, the the battle, and then the music the plays, music. Oh, and then it the qu- choir, the chorus is literally just "You can't stop him, <laughs> he's a juggernaut. <laughs> you can't stop this motherfucker." And then "Holy shit holy shit
0: balls, holy." they actually got a choir to perform that it's it's,
1: the ridiculous shit ever
2: it's just just glorious man it's just it's just oh man it's just
1: yeah yeah and um it
0: and like all the all the really great characters are in there like mega sonic teenage warhead and you have and, and her girlfriend is yukio it's a different version of
1: yukio yeah and and like they're very in your face about a lot of things that like um like the people that care for him at the essex house all of them look like um creepers and they get called yes. pedophiles regularly. Yes, and they casted people yes. that would look like they're pedophiles. He goes up to and the guy they, and he Like, there's one of my favorite lines in a movie ever, and I can't say it in public often because it's just horrible. There's a moment where. Um, Cable shoots a guy and then Deadpool like boomerangs a shotgun around his head yes, and yes. they execute two of the orderlies at the same time and he's like, come on, only best friends execute pedophiles together and I <laughs> yes. that
0: and I love the fact that he's got like, um, he, he meets that one guy, like one of the, one of the head cronies <laughs> there and he goes up to him and he says like, he says like I'll be right back after I question this mutant and you can just stand here with your secret sex lips <laughs> i just love that freaking line man what, so what does he call funny. him
1: where he when he's talking when he goes up to fire fist and he like looks under the collar and sees that he's got like torture marks do you remember what he calls those two he's like oh. are they hurting you i can't remember like aaron kushner is that what he calls him
0: no he calls the the one guy like the secret sex lips guy he calls him jared
1: kushner jared kushner yeah that's what he calls him and then he gives the five moments, five moment speech. You don't um, masturbate in a soap dispenser, a hero. You do and Colossus like,
0: is whatever. like, <laughs> <is laughs> like Bojamoy.
1: <"Bushy> Bojamoy. <laughs> and, and then he like looks at his hands and sniffs them, and it's just it's stupid <laughs> little. It's amazing. Um, it, it, yeah, and uh, every time thing. he says
0: he's part of the X Men, they go like he's
4: he's a trainee.
2: Shut it. You guys remember um, in the holidays that. 2018 they did a pg-13 edit of this they oh, did yes and i saw and... this
1: in theater and i own it
2: yeah, i will too.
1: say you can make a pg-13 deadpool movie the absolutely. problem is you cannot make a pg-13 deadpool movie by just chopping out 35 percent of a rated r version of a deadpool movie also For absolutely sure.
2: yes yes <laughs> and that's uh, that's um and, and it was all over the uh, ads I remember of him reading the story to Fred Savage. who's again funny and the, that he read it to like, Savage, the Princess though. Bride. <laughs> and and one of the commercials um, <coughs> was um, Fred Savage was bad-mouthing Nickelback. And, yes. And and he's because, Canadian. Yeah, and, and he gets all defensive about it. He says, they're just ass garbage. And it's, oh, really? You know who might disagree with that? facts 50 million albums <laughs> worldwide 11th best selling musical life <laughs> of all time oh, God. <laughs> um, so and he's like and a partridge and a fucking pear tree and then right I was like sorry I-, I thought we were just joking around and he's like you know you were you're were a lot nicer as a kid and they and then anyway. the two they started jamming to this is how you remind me. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is. And they start head banging as the song's playing. Okay.
1: <laughs> We're going to go on about jokes a lot. Dude, but I man. think, honestly, like I, I mentioned, serious favorite end credit scene is Days of yes. Future Past. Favorite joke end credit scene is the Ferris Bueller, but millimeters behind it is ryan reynolds going with the time machine to execute Barack pool and shoot himself in the back of the head while he's reading the green lantern sketch lantern script
0: (laughs) yes he literally yeah because it's ryan reynolds sitting there and he's like he's like this looks amazing and then all of a sudden (laughs) like you see blood just batter the script and then it's just like and and deadpool standing behind him and he's shot in the head and then he's just like you're welcome what did say? he, <laughs> says, he says, "He says you're something? welcome,
1: Canada," and then he yeah. walks away. Yeah. And then there's really another known, like... one, and they have it in the um. There's an extra special like, yeah. One thing I don't like sometimes with movies is where it's like, this is the grittier, dirtier, more R-rated version. Deadpool's mm. got like four or five jokes that really don't land, and a couple more blood spatters. But there's an extra end credit scene where. He talks to Cable in the movie about going way back and then killing Hitler as a kid. There's an extra end credit scene where Wade is, like, in the, like, nursery, like, standing over the baby. And he's like, I can't. Oh, oh God. All right. Come on. You killed people before. Come on. We can do this. And then eventually he just takes Hitler out of it to raise him to be a decent human being because he can't <laughs> kill him. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's It's weird. We're basically just telling you jokes from a movie because you haven't seen it, so it. it I feel like right. we're wasting time just mentioning jokes the
4: whole time. Well, you know, it's 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 funny. I mean, like even hearing it secondhand, it's funny. Yeah, because it's like a situation that's funny. It's like it's so absurd. It's like absurdist humor, you know. It's you know, like you what, know, Black happened? Tom
0: Cassidy yeah. from the comics, right? Black Tom is Juggernaut's friend. He's got like a. Like he's just like a, like he's a Scottish character who has like a staff or something that he uses to just does like energy blasts and stuff. And later on, Chuck Austin made him like a living plant. Um, No. But anyway, Black Tom is in this, he's in this, well, he's in this, he's in this movie, In the Prison. Where Deadpool is, and so like, and Cable comes in, and Cable literally like like kills Black Tom, and then
1: and Deadpool calls him a racist. Yeah, and he's like, and there's and he's dying, and the last moments he like reaches to him, and I hope that you can find in your heart to judge people by the by the by the quality of their character and not the color of their skin.
3: It's <laughs> just so bad. And then he's sitting movie. in the car.
1: They're sitting in the cab with Dopender, Colossus, and Negasonic on the way. To like the care house, and there's Indian music playing on the radio, and Cable just asks him to turn it off so they could talk. And he's like, Why? Because and I can't remember the comedy says, but he calls him a racist because he asks him to turn off Indian music and in Dopender's Indian. And he's just like, and he's and like, you keep that radio on is black in the movie, who's like, is This is gonna be an odd one, but for once I'm gonna th- I'm gonna side with the white guy on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's absurd but they handle it really well like seeing it out of context or some people be like that sounds stupid i'm like you have to see it they they handle it with a lot of care because a lot of it is just like you build black tom you racist bastard he was like (laughs) a brother to me (laughs) and like you said they have I don't know how they had the budget to get Colossus in it. And they even reference big, dumb, stupid CGI fight coming at you, and it cuts instantly. It's and you don't juggernaut see them fight Colossus. for, like, another five minutes because they obviously don't have the budget. But – and then Ryan Reynolds voices Colossus – and not Colossus, uh, Juggernaut in the movie juggernaut, just with yeah. the voice changer. Mm-hmm. And he – and uh, – he basically try and make Colossus into like an angry Russian and like he murders him by shoving a live car like car battery wire up his ass and then dropping him into a pool. <laughs> so he's just being continuously electrocuted and he just gets up and goes, "That's how we do it in Mother Russia and he walks away I'm like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, they're, they're, they're absurd. And like oh, the, the last one i'm gonna mention because like i said we're just gonna quote every joke in the movie yeah what about peter one uh, peter that is one peter but the last great. one i was gonna mention is dopender his friend the entire time he is asking so hard to be a hardened criminal mm-hmm. and then like cable when the, the head of the essex house i can't remember the guy's name um he, just he called comes the headmaster. out and like he's like you're not taking that boy away, you mutant sons of bitches, whatever. And then Cable's yeah, he's like, like, I'm like, "Your killing souls this are beyond
0: redemption." And Cable's yeah, there we like, go. about and he's your like, soul "Blessed person
1: are those who are healed by my hand." And like, he's screaming at them, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill him." He's like, "No, we're better than him. We're not gonna stoop to his level." And he just stalls out, waiting until Deltapender comes with a cab and just demolishes him from the side. And oh man, it's just like. Oh, I couldn't wait any longer. I heard you're coming, and I just had to do (sighs) something. That's the best. Everybody Mm. else, go ahead. I've talked way too much. You guys go. I love the Deadpool movies more than most movies, period. Same here. I talked way too
0: much. Yeah, Deadpool is my spirit animal. (laughs) I
4: I like, you know, I have a sense of humor. I'm not a big fan of comedy movies. Um, I have to be, like, in a certain mood for it, and I just don't – Sure. I don't know like i, I won't ever go see to go to the theater to watch it most of the time i don't know it's just kind of like a thing that i do because i want to be in a certain mood whereas mm-hmm. like with a movie i'll watch any kind of movie because i want to see a good movie But like a comedy is a specific kind of thing for me yeah
1: is it kind of like comedies aren't something you need to be seen in the theater because you don't need that environment to get a comedy is that what it kind of is because i'm that way with certain movies like i'll sure i'll like it but i don't need to be in a theater environment to enjoy it right yes yeah
2: i think i think being a theater i think it could i think it add to an experience of like any genre i think
4: yeah, well because having the feedback of, of a crowd helps of course 2020 is not conducive yeah um, yeah That's, but yeah. it's I, the hell yeah. here <laughs> And even before that, and even before now, is people just didn't like, even if it was a comedy, like if you laugh longer than a certain amount, it's like, okay, like let me get back to the movie. Like, you know, I don't know. People don't like to know you're there. <laughs> some people That's don't mind. Mm-hmm. I go to the theater because I like some of that feedback. I don't want, you know, these, you know, obnoxious little prepubescent kids behind me snickering and making <laughs> jokes throughout the entire movie. And like when it's serious, especially, like, dude. Oh, I hate that. Oh, man, it's the worst. Yeah, I get, <laughs> yeah, I'll no. get you.
1: No, I agree with that completely. Some people's theater etiquette, they deserve a smack in the back of the head.
0: Mm. Jacob, any, any uh, thing you wanted to add to this?
2: Um, Honestly, as much as I enjoy the Deadpool movies, um, if, if Disney ever, like, I seriously doubt they would make an R rated Deadpool movie, but in the MCU, but honestly there are only so many green lantern and uh origins jokes that you can still make at this time so you know i don't know how i don't know how deadpool i don't know what they could possibly do to top it these two
1: they could it would it would end up being more comic book references versus his old movies type of stuff i think it would just he they would come up with something for crying out loud they came up with a joke about how um uh do you want to build a snowman sounds exactly like whatever from yentl i can't (laughs) <laughs> can't remember it um oh papa can you hear me that's papa, what it was hear me, yeah. yeah
4: that's what it was yeah yeah no, i think that'd be interesting um you know uh they could definitely do meta stuff you know i think that um i think that the movies would probably be even more meta like on even yeah. more immediate pop culture references i think that that's kind of their style when it comes to like you know com- comedy and whatnot um so I think he would see, you know, stuff like that um in the in future potential uh Deadpool movies. I think we might end up seeing him in other people's movies. Yeah. Maybe far before we ever see him in his own again. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. And uh um, I
0: thought of him as doing yeah. like cameos in the MCU like Stanley used to like have Deadpool.
4: Basically. Basically, like yeah. 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 But like but also have that. him
0: have the knowledge of the old like 20th Century Fox X-Men franchise and then just is- deal with that
4: sure like you could basically hmm. reference it. it would be you know it would be interesting i guess yeah um, but you
0: don't want to overdo it either which is you know yeah i mean i feel like i feel like they well kind you kind of do want to overdo bit.
4: it like you want to overdo it i like, guess the point <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah yeah it. yeah. no no no
0: i mean yeah but you don't want to like get to the point where just audience fatigue and stuff
1: but yeah
4: well true like know, the audience wanna, is pretty fatigued you don't already. want a dead you don't want a deadpool movie like every year you know yeah, yeah, lord definitely. no i was right. happy with it. the that deadpool right, was years. one where i was
1: like do a couple of x-men movies then give me a deadpool that i was yeah. very okay with yeah
0: um all right so moving on here because we got two more to cover let's do dark phoenix another Gosh. another one of my favorites
1: all right now really? i can finally bring this yep. up
4: oh are, are you being sarcastic,
1: get away I'm being sarcastic. yeah oh
4: because you said you said that you really enjoyed uh apocalypse and i was like oh really surprises me i'm like, okay like and then you said you 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 know another one of your favorites was uh, dark phoenix I'm like, okay it makes sense if you likes apocalypse i, I could No i actually
0: have- i actually don't like dark phoenix hmm. that much except for the ending act really? which i thought was well filmed but not necessarily like I the mean, as act- an action sequence, it was okay. It was, like, right. well-filmed, you know? It was well done, but it wasn't, like... It wasn't enough to save
4: it, in my opinion. hmm Yeah, yeah the, oh. the ending act was actually my probably my least favorite part of the, the, the movie. Um,
0: Interesting. Interesting.
4: I'd say, like, my... Uh, to get all, like, the, ne- the negative stuff, you know, out of the way first, I'd mm-hmm. say um, the scene when they were fighting in front of the building where... Uh, where uh, her name was Vuck, I believe yeah okay yeah which is interesting interesting name (laughs) yeah yeah but um (laughs) but um where she was um you know I thought that like the the editing that scene was really jarring to me personally I didn't like the way that it was edited I felt very I don't know I really didn't like it um at all Um, yeah 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 but you know the funny I thing is because point. the scene in the 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 train was amazing like that was an amazing that's the thing
0: scene. that i'm talking about that's the thing that i liked about it was the the
4: train and sequence. that was actually yeah. i believe a reshoot that was yeah a reshoot. that was
0: the second unit director that was the like the stunt coordinator second unit director guy mm-hmm. who shot that
4: right and i and i, I thought that was a really interesting um way to use all of their powers mm-hmm. you know, in that kind of way it was like a more hands-on kind of way but i it was cool. Like I just, I really liked seeing when they use their powers in these unique, unique ways. And um, it was also yeah. pretty gritty. It was. <laughs> it was. It was pretty. Mm-hmm. It was pretty violent in in classic X Men fashion, you know, or Fox Men fashion, um, which I enjoyed. <laughs> the music is amazing. Hans Zimmer's score in this movie was incredible. Um, I love the score. I listen to it often, actually. And he actually has this uh, this side project he does called Experiments, where they're basically all the songs from the. The, the film, but like done in like a very experimental way where he kind of just kind of plays it and really like gets crazy with it. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely amazing. If you like Hans Zimmer, like uh, this is probably one of my favorite scores. I, I would argue it's even my favorite X-Men score. It's, um, it's pretty amazing. Although I do really, I really wish that he would have paid more tribute um, or adapted or evolved um, some of the yeah. previous scores. I really do like the X-Men. Um, I would have loved to hear a Hans Zimmer rendition of the X-Men theme and i mm-hmm. would have loved to see that bring- cool yeah and uh, i think henry jackman i believe is a disciple of of uh han zimmer and it would have been great to see like han zimmer like adapt uh frankenstein's monster but han zimmer mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been sick but he didn't do it so that was just that was a disappointment for me um but all in all, I, I think that Sophie Turner really got more of an opportunity to, um, to really like you know, grow into her character. And I think she had some great, uh, great scenes. I can go on, like the scene in, in the, um, um, I really enjoyed her scenes in um, the, her old home with, uh, with Xavier. I thought that was really great. Um, I liked all of the, the, like the, the dreamscape scenes that she was in. Um, uh, I really liked a lot of her scenes with uh, Ty Sheridan was really great um ty i thought he was okay i mean i could go on and on about what i thought was okay and what wasn't i guess my main complaints with the film are just certain like inconsistencies here and there from like just a pure like technical standpoint that it was great i thought the drama really hit hard um on the the places that x-men movies in this franchise have always hit you know with like kind of their their relationship with the with the public and um um I really I think that you know it it brought back a lot of the the same drama that I I love with um with Magneto and with um with Xavier as well I thought some of their their scenes were, were great together back at Genosha like you know those were great um Sophie Sophie it's like helicopter you know Mine struggle battle with the helicopter was it was a great intense scene. The music that was playing was really awesome. Her scene when she was like thinking to herself and her, like the voices in her head were kind of like that was great. So yeah, I mean, I could go on and on. And on. I, I, I'm a big fan of that film, actually.
0: Hmm. Okay.
4: Jacob? Ramble, 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 ramble. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't crazy about this one. I was...
2: Um, did it just, you dislike this it,
4: more it, or less than Apocalypse?
2: Honestly, I might have disliked this more.
4: Hmm. So, what about Apocalypse? Do you like better?
2: I don't know. I, I, honestly, I don't really know at this point. I, well, Dark Phoenix it fails in a lot of the same way that Apocalypse failed. You know, it started out okay, but then. I liked, okay, you know, maybe I like this a little better than Apocalypse because I actually, I did feel sympathy for Jean Grey to an extent, you know, so I at least had that going for it. Um, But overall, you know, it just kind of retread the same familiar ground we've seen in a lot of these X-Men movies, you know, it
4: just... I agree with that. Just, yeah. yeah I think retread- that's the thing that people dislike most about it. Yeah, uh, in, in my opinion, and I don't I know this isn't apply for everybody, but I think that at this point, the, you know, like just at this point when the film came out and the ideas that were surrounding the film, like this was supposed to be basically like X-Men the end game, quote unquote. That's what the expectations were. Mm-hmm. And I think that people were expecting something that was a lot more like days of your past two, yeah. basically. Yeah. Worth this huge like cosmic. Dark Phoenix story that just completely just does basically what the, uh, Days of Future Past did but on a greater clip. Yeah. And I uh. don't think I'm mean, I probably would have liked that. That would have been great. Um, I really liked how actually down to earth and personal this was. And I think it was a little bit more... It, it, it took... Because I'm a big fan of the actual Dark Phoenix um, story. I actually have the graphic novel um, in my closet over here. I really it's- liked it. The drama, the personal drama stuff. I mean, there's there's some, you know, they go to that like world world place. they they put they're put in this arena and they fight and, and there's all this yeah. like, crazy, you know, stuff that, that happens. And of course, Dark Phoenix is it precedes the Phoenix saga. So like, you actually have like a whole, you know, the Hellfire Club comes into play. And it, they, so they don't do all of that, but I think they get most of the emotional key elements down that I really wanted to see.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, it and it retreads in what they. little bit of dark phoenix that they had in three but in the in the proper way with better performances on behalf of gene gray and it's a more cohesive story um with an amazing score which the third one didn't have and better action which the third one didn't have and it's pretty much better like you know film you know cinematography just in general so it it was just a yeah it could have been better i mean i'm not saying it's like the best thing ever but um I don't know. It gave it, me it a lot of things I wanted it to tells see. A
2: story. I think it tells a Dark Phoenix story at least better than X-Men 3 almost by default because actually here it's the main focus.
4: Yeah, it is. 100% the main focus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: obviously, yeah, but I feel also I do kind of like how in the opening we kind of still imply that Charles Xavier actually made Jean's life worse by shielding the secret from her
4: yeah i like that too i i liked how it kind of um it it took xavier's character and it made him mm-hmm. cuz you know in all the movies um that we've seen we've seen how, how reckless he was with his powers especially as young young xavier how quick he was to like you know basically brainwash um uh what what's her name um uh, what's what what's her name uh the character who doesn't need to be the the the, the girl oh uh, jessica chastain no in, yeah. in all the other movies uh oh vamka jensen no uh xavier's girlfriend that, that, that's oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry
1: I, I spaced out for a second there i'm sorry oh, yeah
4: yeah she, like he brainwashes her yeah. right like just like completely like, no no uh no holds bar just you know and the fact that he does things like that, he was very just kind of like, um, I don't know, he felt like very controlling and very um, unethical with some of his uses of his powers in the past. So the fact that they kind of made him do this, like, oh, I'm doing this for her good, you know, I'm, I'm locking your powers away. And that ends up turning out to be a bad thing. I thought that was a really interesting character arc for both him and for, and for, um, for Jean Grey. And um, it kind of, it just, I don't know, it, he he never had like any bad motives or anything like that, but it just really, like it was his own, co- the consequences of his own actions kind of coming back and you know, it was, um, and it, it was a really interesting thing too. And I, I think that it, what it, do, it does is it really kind of like makes their relationship a little bit more dynamic and um, like in, in the, in episode three, X-Men 3, there was no real like, they had this, like, really weird love triangle, but it didn't really do any of their characters any good. It was basically just, like, which character is going to be more depressed when Gene inevitably dies at yeah. in the end? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so, I mean, I can go on. Do you guys have any, anything you say, negative or positive? It doesn't...
1: I, to me, I just, um, like, it was just kind of there for me. That movie yeah. had a lot um, weirdly going against it when it came out. Because it was going to come out, it had to get the reshoots. It was coming after the deal was made, pretty much. And then it's the second try at Dark Phoenix that was not well received the first time. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah, it just, that whole time just made the two last X Men films not feel good to anybody mm-hmm, just because mm-hmm. the whole situation was in. But something. Like, it was all right. Like, they had Dazzler in for two seconds. That blew my mind. Like, they just, they had, like, you didn't need that. Mm-hmm. But I think. It really didn't. No, I think that um, the. I think Valk is the most pointless thing Jessica Chastain has ever done.
4: Yeah. Well, the reason is, is a total because waste. she was actually, a lot of her scenes were cut.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: this movie was supposed to be two. There's there actually supposed to be two Dark Phoenix movies. So they completely cut the second one and reshot some other things to make the, this one end after the first one. So this whole thing with like the, because uh, basically there's, there's, there's scrolls. They're scrolls. That's what they originally were actually. And the reason why a lot of it was cut was actually to, to, it was done after the fact, after it was made um, to promote um, Captain Marvel. Uh, they actually they they changed things It's actually they went on record saying that um the director went on record uh saying that they changed it so that Captain Marvel mm-hmm. would be like the more definitive version of like this universe basically, and they were coming around the same time too, yeah, so that's why that happened oh yeah, oh,
1: I know that he talked about how basically they had to change the ending because it was damn near identical to what they had and in- Captain Marvel yeah. is just, Except I think more people yeah. care
4: about X-Men than they do Captain well, Marvel. <laughs> I didn't Probably. think it was that bad. There name. was stuff
1: that was on the nose in it, but it was like... yeah. Th- for me, Dark Phoenix was just kind of there. I do like that they actually had the Phoenix be a terrestrial being and not a split personality of Jean Grey's. I never liked that in X3. Mm-hmm. It actually yeah. made it be a thing. Yeah, And that I really respected... Um, like you said, there's some logical inconsistencies with where how they handle the what the power is and how it can be done, and like how two of them have part of it at one point. And mm-hmm. it it's it's whatever. It's just a film that was very there for me, but it did spark a thought in my head that now kind of bugs me in every single X-Men movie because it was never done until this X-Men movie. The helmet that Magneto wears on his head, mm-hmm. <laughs> it blocks out Charles Xavier. This is the first movie where someone uses telekinesis to remove the damn helmet and then take over his mind. How in none of these movies do they just go, okay, sorry, Eric. Right. Boop.
4: How? That right. blew my mind when I watched this movie. I'm like... I would have never thought about that? You have to have the you have to have Dark Phoenix power in order. To... Yeah, exactly. Apparently. That helmet's really. You have heavy. to be Omega it's like, level. It's like it's like Thor's uh, hammer, you know. But honestly, you, you have head. to be worthy to lift the <laughs> helmet. I was just kind of like, did I miss something? Is the helmet telekinesis proof? What did I right, miss? Right, right. But no.
1: Yeah, that was the main revelation I had from that movie. Was like, mm-hmm. how the hell did no one ever do that? Right. But I, again, I, like. Yeah. The scenes with Eric and um uh Raven, or sorry, Eric and Jean, when they're when she will not admit to him that she killed Raven. Like, I brought it up again, I believe I brought it up last time in CinemaSins. They bring up that Michael Fassbender is doing more acting with his face than mm-hmm. most people have done in all of these X Men movies, and you brought it up why he has the stuff with his hands. He is an incredibly talented physical actor. Mm. That dude can scream at you without saying a word mm. and not a lot of people can do that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then when he finally finds out that she killed Raven, he's just gone. <laughs> and it just it's, yeah. it's really cool to see that flip. One thing I didn't like, I will say, is mm-hmm. um, the subtitle of this movie might as well have been X-Men uh jennifer lawrence finally got out of the movies because it's like i think she just she gets bashed up against the telephone pole and then that was it well was the fence oh a, fa- a fence i'm sorry a fence and she's just spiked into it and then she's gone and then it's it felt very much like all right we need to get rid of jennifer and then we're going to do the rest of the movie. That was just like I I don't know if they could have done it well, in a more I fluid think that way. was kind
4: of the impetus for a lot of the kind of turmoil and like change that Jennifer that um Jean went through.
3: Yeah. You know, oh, that yeah. Kind, that kind of
4: like started like kind of the downward spiral sort of cuz basically you know she felt like guilty for that and yeah. then she started questioning whether she, you know, that that came from a place of like she wanted to do it, you know, maybe deep down, um or not. That's... I I think that there are um there were effects from the, the reshoots. I do think there were some re, uh, effects. I think all reshoots have a certain, like different levels of impact. Like some are, you know, the way that they cut it is is poor in some situations, it's better than others. I think they did a pretty good job for making, for a movie that was supposed to be two, to like wrap it up in one. It's not a complete disaster. Like, I think some people would argue like this is fan four stick level. I don't think so. Oh at- God, no, no. Lord, no, no. It's super, it's oh, super cohesive. Geez. it's cohesive it has you know i mean it's, it's really well put together i think that there's just some editing issues in some scenes in my opinion um and there's some parts that could be fleshed out a little bit better and i think that if it were two stories you could kind of create this larger you know painting that kind of spans over like especially these characters i think if we got a little bit more invested in them i think it would have been an even bigger payoff like imagine if you would have gotten to see more of the relationship between raven and and um you know gene right before you know the event happened although i think actually that was that was always meant to happen actually in this movie i think and matter of fact i think they actually cut some things uh and this is something that i kind of you know annoyed me a little bit because when Raven uh, flies into the fence and gets, like, you know, impaled, right? She mm-hmm. kind of walks up, and then she flies away, right? But then in the next scene, she has, like, blood all over her shirt, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. So I think what actually happened is, is that she might have, like, pulled Raven off or something like that, and then got, like, all the blood on her shirt, or she, like, approached, or maybe she died a completely different way. And that was mm-hmm. actually reshot. And then when – because there was no – blood on her at all when she flew and then there was when she on the next scene so there's obviously something that got yeah. there so yeah. that, that's kind of a, annoying most people actually who complain about this movie don't mention things like that but yeah that's true you know but th- that's where i think most of the issues lie for me personally i do like the the main the core characters the drama and the way that it's made technically i think it's pretty strong yeah
1: and like it would have been cool where this was a movie where I wasn't super into what the present product was, but it would have made me excited to see what the next movie would have been Mm. because you literally, and again, it's my main complaint about these X-Men movies. They basically soft reboot themselves every time another (laughs) one happens. Like just knowing that Gene is the literal Phoenix rotating the earth you could have done something really cool with that in the next one. Actually have her be full-blown Phoenix just mm. like destroying people other than the really cool Thanos snap basic yeah. fight at the end, that was really cool. Oh, I will it's... say that was awesome. The editing on that was great.
4: Yeah, that final the, full, the whole final action scene Well, I think, see I, I love man, there's so many scenes in this movie that I love. Like I love the car crash scene. Um, I love, you know, like it's just so, it's, it's how it starts off. And it's just so visceral, and it's so like immediate, and it's so just jarring. And I just lo- I love that scene. Um, also, I like the the scene at the end. So basically, and this is uh, some parallels that you don't actually um, you might not have picked up, but when she crashed and she was a little kid, and the the cars like you know tumbling, and you see like the glass coming up, and then there's like this big bubble, right? That parallels the end where she's protecting all of the the mutants there she wraps them in the bubble and they're all tumbling and then the the glass comes up and it's kind of like it it's it's almost the exact same scene but it's with all the other mutants so it's kind of like she's protecting them like she wish she was protected when she was a a child so i I thought that was pretty uh that was like really really well done also it makes sense too because while that was happening, she was speaking to Xavier as a child. Remember that? Oh yeah, that's right. It, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of like you know, it kind of it kind of ties together. I thought that was really clever. So yeah, I mean, it just uh, you know, in general, I think that um, I think it, I think it really holds true to a lot of the the themes and the flavor of the previous X Men movies, while all at the same time bringing something new. I mean, you have a different director. So the thing about Simon Kimberg, is so much, um, we, I think it's one thing we haven't talked about yet, really, is there's so much controversy around that. Um, I really don't know what he is or is not responsible for, not because of lack of information. Like, I know what he's, people have said that he's done as far as like, you know, the fan thing and then this and whatnot. And a lot of people seem to, also uh, three, he was supposed to be, um, responsible for i guess you know part of three he has credits on that as well so he's got like a really bad reputation i think that this particular film this is completely written and directed by him um aside from the reshoots i think that the film was pretty strong so i I don't know i I wouldn't necessarily um i don't know i I think that he's he did a decent job in my opinion Mm -hmm. but i mean what do you guys think about like were you guys affected by any of the kind of outlying factors and information <laughs> around the film or no I, right. I didn't
1: see it until we were gonna do this oh really okay yeah
4: so you just so recently saw it nice yeah okay. so i
1: was kind of i i if i if i was remembered about it i totally forgot <laughs> Dude,
0: i had heard um... some but i wasn't I, I don't think i was too affected by it i, th- I just don't think i liked it <laughs> either i
2: i really There really is no excuse for it to be as bad as it was reshoots or not
0: I just think that the you know Dark Phoenix and, and like Dark Knight Returns and uh, the Wolverine Japan storyline are my three favorite comic book stories. Ah, uh, okay. So like for me, this had a lot to live up to, and I don't think it did. I think the '90s animated X-Men series did a a better adaptation.
4: Yeah, that's a high pedestal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I like that. I like that old show. What was the last time you watched it? Um fairly recently I saw the first episode. I've been finding that a lot of um animations that I revisit I really don't like. Like really? I, I just, oh that's
3: yeah. interesting. Well not yeah. not
4: not necessarily because I they're bad. But I really what really liked them as a kid and when I watch them again, it's just like they're like a product of their time. Yeah, and it's like it was made for me as a kid in like the you know, late 2000s or early two thousands. Like that's what and like now that i'm going back and watching it i mean like all the the really corny handy one-liners like oh, i got a train to catch or yeah. all that kind of it's just like <laughs> just there's a, there's a select few that hold up
1: like obviously this is not marvel whatever but like the one that i will say that even as a kid and now as an adult i still think it's spot on and miraculous is gargoyles hmm. oh yeah yeah that makes sense
4: yeah that's a good one yeah yeah also but... this uh this steelbook is amazing oh dude <laughs> that's very cool dude look that's at that... the dude
1: <laughs> I, I had know, no idea man. that existed
4: yeah look at that steelbook bro what? it's incredible I oh, you really like the book i have just... is
1: snatch there's not many calls to that but that one's awesome That is yeah
4: awesome. i i just found
0: this movie to be very like meh yeah i am not i'm not
4: a fan well, you don't have a lot of things to say about it, which I'm surprised. You know, other movies that you you're like you were extremely critical of um, of Logan, but you had a ton of things to say. But yeah. you don't like this movie, but you don't have a lot to say. So, well,
0: I think I think what you guys have said, I I kind of like. I'm kind of in the opposite direction. Like for instance, Hans Zimmer's score, I don't like it. Uh, you don't I don't like I, Hans
4: Zimmer's score. I don't like Hans Zimmer's like, score. Hans Zimmer's worst score. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs>
0: huh? I don't remember. Han- uh, no, no no i wouldn't call it his worst score or anything no, no, I just, i'm saying
4: like Hans zimmer's worst score is still amazing like i don't know what it oh, is oh, whatever oh, it is it is yeah
0: <laughs> no no i mean yeah it, that's true i just to me it's not Prof, to what are you taste. doing
1: um I, I, i'm or i'm literally ordering the dark phoenix um steelbook right now and uh, the prices <laughs> yeah. are outrageous that that's <laughs> oh, what that face oh, oh, i was amazing. i was like i have to pay that much i want that's that amazing. steelbook
4: yeah. It's incredible. I have all the skill books um, for all the movies, all the X movies, including that. That's my favorite though, by far. <laughs> the,
0: the only thing that I can really add to this whole conversation is I wish that they had gone in a different direction.
4: Like Even, what, what direction? Like what would you like to? Would
0: you? Would you? I would have gone out? bigger. I would have gone bigger. Even well, I mean, the fact is that they couldn't. Yeah. But you know, but I think that yeah, I would have gone bigger with it. I would have gone more cosmic with it, and I would have. Mm-hmm made it sort of the send-off that it should have been. So like a Logan's kind of send-off, huh? Not necessarily, but I mean, like, they should have gone bigger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it didn't feel like it wasn't, it wasn't interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Very little about the movie was interesting.
4: Um, when you, when you read the, so like the comic book is, um it, like, it is big. Like, it's, it's huge. As a matter of fact, there's yeah. no way they could have even in two movies done no they things. couldn't have
0: done what they did in the comic no, for this no there's no, no, no way no. but but i mean like i i did get the little nods that they had to like the hellfire club and i did get the nod to like you know like like book being like a. I I think originally wasn't she supposed to be lalandra at some point when they were developing really? the film
4: mm, i don't know about that um I think they were. I think she was supposed to be the the, the scrolls because you know they, there was a whole storyline with the scrolls in the uh, well, in yeah. the original. Yeah. Or was it the scrolls or the? Yeah, it was the scrolls? Yeah, for sure, It was the scrolls. Yeah. But Maybe this would have gone in a different mind. direction. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You're you're very disappointed.
0: <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. I'm. I'm. That's how I feel about this movie. I think is I'm just disappointed in it. Right. And I just never want to watch it again. <laughs> even though I own it on 4K. <laughs> no I, I'm it's sorry. a it's I, I, a nice looking film it is
4: yeah. but it's just i really i know i totally yeah. i totally feel you i mean this movie it just there's so much um like there's so many reasons not to like it there's so many reasons to be frustrated to be disappointed there's so many reasons for um and this legit there's a lot of those reasons i believe are completely legitimate um mm-hmm. part of it were in their control part a lot of it wasn't in their control yeah um, yeah um I you know, if you that. if you're an MCU sure. fan, you don't like it because it's not an MCU film, and you just want the franchise to be over. <laughs> if you're if you you know um, if you are an X Men fan, you're frustrated that it didn't get an opportunity to finish properly. Yeah. Um. You know, there's so many reasons to be frustrated about this film, so I completely understand that and get it. Um. Yeah. I think for the most part, the film, as it was, is like mostly intact, aside from some changes that they made to kind of end it. Mm-hmm. at this at this film so i i do see a lot of that and i think that the film is um really exceptional as far as like the way that it's like you know audio visual and the the acting performances are all still intact and everything like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean you know i don't know i just um for me and, and a lot of the uh because i was really like in tune with the the interviews i was i was reading a lot of the interviews and kind of the um mm-hmm. uh the reading the um articles and stuff about, you know, from Simon Kinberg about where he wanted to go. And like, you know, I was really invested in kind of like the idea behind this. And actually, when I was doing that, I never got the impression he wanted to do something really big. Um, a lot of the stuff he said he wanted to go Correct. super grounded. He wanted to do something more kind of like reminiscent of Logan, where it's like a very like, you know, darker, more dramatic story and, um, and things like that. So at, at the very least, I feel like I got a product that, had, that held most of its integrity. And that's kind of the most important thing to me. I wanted something that was very dramatic. That was like my number one thing. I wanted a very dramatic story more than I wanted um, the largeness. Because like basically this this film had like basically the same amount of characters you would get from like a Days of Future Past, but it didn't have, like, let's be honest, Days of Future Past, like none of the characters really had any meaningful things to do. They were just kind of there to like be supporting characters. But right. in this movie, most of the characters did have more of a meaningful role in, in it in uh yeah I, I appreciated that so i i totally sympathize i totally understand i totally get it and um i think your your argument and your opinion is completely legitimate
0: i did like that train sequence though and i did like the fact that they they had the firebird in it so and, i mean
4: hey they right. gave me that <laughs> and it, looks really good. it wasn't but like was it, listen, listen not listen to uh the, listen worst. To the soundtrack the soundtrack yeah. though it's amazing
0: <laughs> yeah i'll do that yeah sure
4: <laughs> especially experiments like, wow, yeah okay,
0: I'm interested in that definitely. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like him live. I like Hans Zimmer live, especially. Yeah. Like I think I've seen that live performance that he did in like Prague or something, was it? Um and I heard you know, on Wonder on youtube man or something theme. like that. Like oh, that was oh, Yeah, the Wonder so Woman theme is good. great.
4: It's great. Tina <laughs> Glow, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. Incredible.
0: Um New okay, means. well, yeah, we one is a movie last one.
4: I dislike this movie more than X-Men three and I I didn't think I would. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Okay, so what <laughs> is uh let's go let's go around Robin and see what you guys think of the
4: uh, new mutants. <laughs> I thought it was Kiona is just like all his energy's been sucked out of him. He's just like, uh <laughs> I thought it was I
1: thought it was all right. I thought it was talking for uh,
4: three hours. I'm just hungry.
1: I <laughs> I, I I thought it was alright. I thought it was a movie that um if if All Said Rumors Are True kind of got the treat, if the reshoots ever happened, people thought it was a movie that it wasn't. Yeah. And then they tried to kind of make it into a movie that it wasn't with mm. very little reshoots because again, this is total hearsay. I am pulling information out of my ass that was prevented by presented by the internet. Um, that it was kind of shown. And to be honest, the initial trailer kind of made it look like a haunted asylum horror movie it did it did mm-hmm. so yeah. then all of a sudden everyone was like
4: girl that's cool and fox went shit it's not that though why would you make a movie why would you make a trailer like that like you know with that very super highly eerie uh <laughs> pink floyd song you know yeah and yeah. then like the slow version and then like you know snake in them and then the, the you know the blood draw, and then the it just it that was wasn't even like oh we accidentally made something that's kind of horror like that was like full on yeah and then even the, the title card is like super like yeah. it's like scratches on a wall and and then they have like the skeleton like the the poster with like them and they're all like have the skeletons like you know yeah it's all i mean i don't know I, I could you couldn't you couldn't convince me that this wasn't meant to be that way you couldn't. I think <laughs> like they I said that's could, they, just whatever it was. They just yeah,
0: marketed right. it as a horror flick, and then you go and see it, and it's kind of just dull.
1: Yeah, I I got the idea. I will say, for me, this was a movie that was very much just—it was a solid five <laughs> uh, stuff, and it looked really good. And it was a movie that got what it wanted to do. And I liked the base concept of what was in the movie. It just could have had proper execution at certain parts like it was obviously you had a person's powers making three quarters of the movie and i like the idea behind it it was basically like scarecrow's involvement in the first rocksteady game except the -hmm. entire movie which at its heart is a really good idea I will say fully, I have not read the demon bear storyline, so I have no emotional attachment. I have no clue what it's about. I just will say that at the end of the movie, that bear looked badass, and I thought yeah. the effects were really good.
4: So that's me. Yeah, I thought the effects on the bear were good. I think that the effects on everything else were not. <laughs> like Cannonball's <laughs> character, like whenever he used his power, it was like, especially. So man, let's just let's dig in, okay? okay. I, uh,
1: oh Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that it's silent snicker in the background of Jacob going, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: was, well, let's uh, I, let's dive deep. Let's dive. Let's deep. dive deep because okay, we're almost done. Yeah. So, for instance, Ileana is like, and Cannonball are in a are in a scene, right? And they're all scared, and he's like these stupid like clown guys are kind of they're completely. <laughs> And it they're completely useless they're not gonna pose you any harm they didn't they were just there just to like look kind of weird yeah and the cg on them wasn't that great in my no. opinion and no. and then he's like do something save us and then she just like disappears and he's like, oh, okay i have to do it. and then he just runs through them and they just why didn't like he just bang. do that they're like what? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was begging Ileana to save him, and then he just, like, runs through, him. and then he's not even, like, you know how his powers, they kind of establish, like, when he uses his powers, he mm-hmm. has the potential to harm himself. Like, he gets, you know, he can get beat up, and it's kind of dangerous. He can't he just flings himself at, at stuff, right? He's the next scene, he's just fine. Like, it, there's no, like, and you barely, you, you literally just see him, and then you see, like, this, like, CGI, like, flash, and then, like, you turn, and then you just see where he went. So, it, it's like it was super bad it was it was so bad <laughs> and then um also i think you know eliana like when she whips out the swords and she's like slicing them up and whatnot
3: mm-hmm.
4: the principle is cool i mean i thought it was kind of like you know that's neat like hey she's slicing these characters up with her her laser psylocke swords you know or a psylocke sword but but um it just looked really wonky and I, I, honestly anything that had to do with these these characters It was dumb. There was, like, no stakes. They were just kind of, like, walking towards you and, like, you know, their mouths open, and then they would just, you know, run away, and they'd slowly (laughs) walk at you. Or they would, you know, maybe, like, touch you, and you'd be like, oh, and then you would cut them in half, and they would just be like, you know. It's like, if you want to make something scary, you do what you do in Days of Future Past. You know, it's like, this is not Suicide Squad X-Men style. You, You can't afford to just kill one of these characters. And you can't, like, have, like, one of the characters like thrust one of the someone else into like a wall or like chop their heads off the sand, you know, to kind of establish their threat. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of um, I thought that the Dr. Reyes was an interesting character. Yeah. Um, uh, they, especially they,
0: given who she works for. Right? character.
4: They tried to tie she this in scary. a little bit with Logan. Cause you know the, the, the yeah
0: sinus, I saw that I right? saw that yeah. I was like okay that could have been something interesting that's uh, right.
4: that was cool yeah, yeah they, they were, um, been sinister so hard man yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so much and then and we never got to see to see him or or anything like that uh the characters um all the actors um I wasn't a big fan of any of them except for uh, yeah you know Joy um. Mama Taylor Joy is uh, amazing. She's great, and she made but oh, some yeah. of the lines they gave her, not and it's not even the racist lines. Like I honestly <laughs> didn't. <laughs> I, I took it as more like she's just like you she's know she's trying to she's... get a reaction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: She's she's taunting this other poor girl who's just right doesn't know what she's doing.
4: Right. But but just some of the lines like they were just kind of corny and they came off kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Um. The film didn't look good from like a cinematography standpoint. The music was all, it was yeah. there. It was all temp music. Um, the yeah. The performances weren't that great. The story yeah. didn't always make sense. The CGI was bad, except for the bear at the end. Um, I didn't really get super attached to any of these characters because um, they So here's something. Do you want me to just rant, just slam this movie for the rest of the podcast? Like, do you want me to do that? Because I, nice. I feel like this is I'm making people bored. Nice. Guys. <laughs> We've already. This is al- already over
2: three hours long. And-
0: <laughs> yeah, Jacob, uh, why don't you give us your thoughts and then Brock your thoughts and then I'll give my thoughts and then we'll be <laughs>
2: cool. We okay. That's fine. okay. Here. That's fine. Um, I will. Really, I actually surprisingly liked the New Mutants. I thought it was an effective huh. horror movie. I thought the characters were well fleshed out. It was just. It was just interesting to me. I liked. I enjoyed watching it, and yeah, it was. I was su- I was genuinely surprised by how much it worked. I liked the cinematography of it. I liked it was just it was just a well-paced, well-executed movie. I thought it was. It certainly I wouldn't say it was perfect. I'm sure there were certain flaws into it that I just can't think of it right now. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe it's not the best. Maybe it's not the perfect way to end this series. But overall, it is at least interesting. It ended in a more interesting way than Dark Phoenix to me.
1: Okay. And Brock? (laughs) Um, I like the overall idea of what they were going for, talking about the the story that her dad told her about the two bears and then the very end, which one wins, it's the one you feed, talking about your attitudes and how you treat people. And that was very much a thing throughout the movie. I will agree that they could have tightened up some of the CGI, like Lockheed
4: looked cool and like the um, I think it was called The Void, am I wrong? Yeah, um, I, yeah. She well, she had a name for it. I don't think it was called the Void. It was called something else. Was it Limbo? Yes, Limbo. There we go. He's that limbo. that oh, okay. that looked really cool. Um,
1: but like you said, some they of the did. stuff could have got tightened up. There could have been some little script work. I will admit that every part of Cannonball stuff just looked. It just was was not good. He was the one that was a straight out bad CGI wise. Anyways, yeah. it's Charlie Heaton. I really like him from. I think he's a great actor. I liked
4: his major things. Mm-hmm. His performance is okay.
1: Yeah, it's. I thought like again, what it was going for was good, just probably could have used a little bit of time in the can where they actually cared. And if Fox wasn't being sold, I think it would have got a little bit of extra attention. But since it was being sold, it kind of just went, Well, we were planning on doing something with that. <laughs> Not anymore though. It's yeah. another
0: casualty of the of the Disney takeover. So Yeah,
1: it, it's something that with a little bit of TLC. And some actual work during all those pushbacks could have been something really cool because it was very, a very different idea than every other X Men movie they've
4: done. Well, at least from what they sold us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's, like I said, could have used some work, but it's a, I do not regret going to see it. I really don't. That's the last movie I have seen in theaters since Sonic the Hedgehog. So I was Sonic happy to get to go see something. Sonic was awesome. I was happy <laughs> I saw to go this see movie a
2: drive-in. My, my my movie theater, my local movie theater was converted to a drive-in and I got to see um, this movie there and it was it was really cool.
0: Yeah, I saw it in a drive-in too. I think I will say I just uh I, I pretty much agree with you guys across the board. I think that it wasn't like the best way that the franchise could have ended and it certainly was underwhelming in a lot of respects. Um that it, it really needed to to get a lot of work done and needed to be fixed but of course you know by that time everybody aged like 20 years so <laughs> yeah. you know like it it just it it was just bad time a victim of, right. of bad circumstances and bad timing i think so it's
4: also made for it was clearly made for like a younger audience yeah but most people who are watching it are people who started watching the x-men films when they came out in 2001 <laughs> you true. know true um So I mean, it it definitely didn't appeal to me like on a like a really personal level. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't benefit from having characters that I've grown to like, and it didn't have anything it recognized. Like that was as far as being an X Men movie, there were no elements of the movie that really felt X Men to me, except for maybe I guess the mutant powers, which they really didn't show off that much, honestly, in the film. I'm sure that like okay, so so
0: all like five of us Lockheed fans were really happy that he was in the movie for like two seconds. So that's yes.
4: good. Well, cool. Lockheed's kitties, <clears throat> kitties. Um, Lockheed is kitties. Yeah, but yeah, know, yeah.
1: And I liked the idea behind the puppet. I was kind of like, what was? Yeah, me where? too. And then I'm like, okay, he's actually going to be in the movie because you sent me that thing. Where there was the picture where he was on Iliana's shoulder, and I'm just like, it's her personal friend. She doesn't see him all the time, so I'm like, that's her only friend she has, <laughs> and that's why she's kind of a, for lack of better terms, a bitch to everyone else because she only has one friend. And it's a. <laughs> I
0: thought right. that was somebody who just photoshopped that in. Honestly, I really was like, yeah, I was. I really wasn't sure if that was real or not, but then I found out it was from the trailer or something mm-hmm. that they had released one of the trailers. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So like. Uh, New Mutants for me again it's its kind of a missed opportunity but you know by that point the writing was on the wall and everything was just like you know the deal was done and mm-hmm. the franchise is now exterminated
2: yeah but you know what it's amazing um, as much as these movies vary in quality anyway it is kind of necessary because we do need to see what a bad X-Men movie looks like so we can see what a really great X-Men movie looks like as well, I think.
0: it's a good way of putting it. All right, guys. So uh, where can everybody find you online? Let's start off with Mike, since you are our special guest host, sir. <laughs>
4: um, yeah, I'm Millennial Mike on, Vel, uh, on Twitter. Velcro16 is my Twitter handle, at V-E-L-K-R-O-1-6. That's Velcro, spelled wrong with a K. Mm-hmm. Um, I host the Exiles Network podcast at the exiles net on twitter um you can find us on the internet at the uh you can email us at the exiles uh network at gmail.com and uh yeah just you know stick around and see i've been, been a little slow on content recently but um i have a lot of stuff in the in the works that uh just needs to get kind of edited and put out there so there should be like a a uh a splurge of content that comes out, you know, pretty, pretty soon. Once I get, get to it. So awesome. awesome man. Uh, let's also give a shout
0: out to our mutual friend at the reasons I'm broke podcast as well. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. There nice. you go. There you go. Nice shirt, man. <laughs> that is an awesome oh,
1: name for a podcast. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So we love, we love Daniel and everybody over there. So um, definitely give them a, give them a shout when you guys can. Um, okay. And Jacob, where can everybody find you online?
2: You can find me on uh, Joe Crabel that's K-R-E-H-B-I-E-L, on Facebook and Twitter, and I'm part of the Renegade Pop Culture
1: Facebook group. Nice. Brock? Um, you can find me at everything on Organoid Zero, O-R-G-A-N-O-I-D-Z-E-R-O, and mostly on Twitch, and I'm a part of the Facebook group if you want to find me there and i'm going to i say this every time but i finally got the episodes in the can i'm just waiting on something to start where i'll actually have something on my youtube channel with mike and it's really close to an idea that we i've had this for a while it's just covid really screwed us (laughs) mike i you've talked about this before dude if you ever want to set up that thing with ronin council like you were talking about before yes i'm there for you buddy so 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 you have you you started watching it yet I have not yet. I wanted to make sure that oh, we're, you wanted we're, to do this. Yeah, so. absolutely.
0: Am I still on that? Are we still doing Cowboy Bebop? Is that what yeah, we're doing?
1: Yeah, you're,
4: you're on it too. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. All right, yeah. so we're going to do that.
4: So Ooh. there you go. A nice little, little <laughs> bonus, uh, little
0: bonus uh, fun, uh, fun. advertisement there. Okay. Okay. Um, so you guys can find me at, of course, renegadepopculture.com where we post show notes, we post articles. Uh, we just put up an interesting one about uh, technology and like the new graphics cards coming
4: out. Um, the 3080, right? The 3080 Yeah.: yeah. yeah. Um, and that then we also... Of a card. <laughs> it's like 700 <laughs> like, bucks, right? i think so yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. <laughs>
0: um so we're also doing uh, a new podcast called capes which is our superhero comic book focused uh, podcast i just posted episode one of that and um for and this one is kind of under that same banner so uh at any rate you can also find me on twitter uh i am the guy who does the renegade pop culture twitter account which is at ren pop culture um on facebook the facebook group is renegade or i'm sorry facebook.com slash group slash rpc42 and uh you can find me on instagram at neoplasmic24 so all right guys this has been a fun one it's been a long one sorry about that you can listen to it on like a car trip somewhere or something uh all right and we will see you guys later and yeah uh, out, out. see ya yeah.